Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Codex Prime podcast. It is Tuesday, July 28th. I am your host, Maurice Cerullo, joined as always by my cohorts, Eris Tejeda. Eris, how are we today? I'm terrible. I'm terrible, too. I'm just god-awful right now. It's literally the worst day ever. It's been a, it's been a rough afternoon. It has been devastating. Literally the worst thing ever happened today. Yeah, literally absolutely. The worst. Thing. The okay. worst. Well, we'll touch on that. Yeah. And uh, my other cohort, Victor Moyo. Victor, how are we? I'm doing jolly good, man. <laughs> jolly good. I don't think Victor's heard the news today. No, he's heard right. it yet. He would be devastated. Right. He would be destroyed we, just like the rest of us. We almost canceled the show today, Victor. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's you almost awesome. canceled it forever. Just right. Done. Just as a protest, we'd never speak again. Yeah. I almost canceled my entire life. Yeah. Why? What's going on? Well, America's sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Literally the most perfect human being on the face of the planet. Tom Brady has no flaws. <laughs> Tom Brady has no flaws. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Has been, he has been, I, I can't even put it into words. The suspension has been upheld. Right. On some trumped up yep. bullshit charges. Yep. Roger Goodell. Yep. Has continued the witch hunt. Yep. And uh, he's he's put all of America yep. in, uh, in, 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 in a dark cloud, under a yeah. dark cloud. Right. Thanks, Roger Goodell. You literally ruined America. <laughs> Great. So you guys are sad because some overpaid football player suspended for four games? By an overpaid commissioner. <laughs> right, well, true. Okay. Listen, Tom Brady has brought all of us, yourself included, Victor, enough joy that he's mm. worth way more. He's actually underpaid, if anything. Actually, he is actually underpaid because he always takes pay cuts. Right, he does. He's so underpaid. He is, he is making chump change this year. Right. You know, all, all those pay, Patriot places, places, Patriot places mm-hmm. is? <laughs> <laughs> It's all on Tom Brady's shoulders. He, I, he built those brick I feel by brick. so terrible about Tom Brady. I just want to go and give him a hug right, right now. You think he'd let us in? I think he would. He's so cool. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He's We're boys. literally the best ever. We're boys. Yeah. It's like Tom if... Tom Brady's totally a friend of the Code of Front Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely a listener every week. Right. It's like if someone... Who do you think Hayden Christensen is? Right. <laughs> someone made trumped up charges against Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. about him being a terrible actor mm-hmm. in the prequel show. Mm-hmm. Someone just a lot... Well, that was a bad example. Uh, right, right. Just kidding. Listen, <laughs> it's the... Four games, Vic. So? Listen. What do you mean, so? How many games are in a season? 16. So? <laughs> that's a quarter. That's a quarter. That's a quarter of the season. Quarter. He's still getting paid millions. Victor, Who cares? how would you feel if Jean-Luc Godard got suspended for four films? I don't like... How Jean- would you feel about that? <laughs> I don't like Jean-Luc Godard's mm? movies. Mm? That's a bad example. What if they suspended the Criterion sale four years in a row, Vic? <laughs> I feel terrible. They, that's what this is like. Right. That's exactly what it's I don't, like. I don't, that's a false equivalency, but uh, look, listen, your, your ball-deflating cheater hack fraud quarterback is going to come Tom back. Brady didn't do anything. Wait, wait a second. Didn't Vic just tell us last week he hates when people troll? Isn't that something you said, Mr. Amoyo? Look. <laughs> Look, look. Oh, that's different, okay, Maurice? Oh, oh all right. Okay. That's oh, different. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. Uh, right. Maurice, you know what I hate? Yeah. I hate dismissive-ass <laughs> opinions. <laughs> I couldn't remember exactly what he said, so I appreciate it. Touche, Aris. Okay, fine. You got me. All right. All right. You know, in all seriousness, look, I don't wa- I'm don't. i not an NFL watcher, but mm. I can. You if know, I was, I can see how right. this would be devastating for you guys. So, it's just hey. weird. It's, you know, it's you know, so weird. You know something? If I was Tom Brady... If mm. I was Sean Connery, if I'm Brad Pitt, mm. if I'm George Clooney, 
Right. And I'm literally the most handsome man on the planet. <laughs> and some ugly dirtbag asked me for my cell phone. Right. Where I have nude pictures, more than likely, of my beautiful Supermodel, supermodel wife. wife. Yeah. You think I'd be handing that shit over? Hell no. From a friggin' league that leaked everything? They leak everything. If they gave that that phone over, Giselle's... We'd all be enjoying naked right. pictures of Giselle been, right now. All of us. Yeah. We would be enjoying it. Right. At Tom Brady's expense. Post I don't want to do that to Tom Brady. We would post it on the Facebook page. We would. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I wouldn't do that. I, I, I wouldn't do that to Tom. <laughs> no, not to Tom. Not to Tom. Anyone else? Yeah. yeah. Listen. If I got Olivia yeah. Munn, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, hell yeah. Post a share of those. Fuck Aaron Rodgers all day. <laughs> so, it's... it's it, it, and the thing is, too, because like I'm a very logical person, this whole thing is just so widely illogical, I can't even wrap my brain around it. Yeah. It's just so... I'm just like, just put me out of my misery. Stop they, it. Roger Goodell compared Tom Brady to a steroid user. Because mm. it wow. matches the four games that they give. And the a woman users. beater. Greg Hardy got four games. Well, they got three. Greg Hardy committed domestic violence mm-hmm. on a lady... Mm-hmm. And then threatened to kill her. And threw on a bed of guns. Threw on a bed of guns. Yeah. Any of those firearms could have gone off. Right. And they they reduced his suspension. From ten games to three or four? Four. Hmm. To four. Hmm. Ray Rice literally knocked out his wife. Yep. yep. Out cold. Yeah. Two games originally. Two. Yep. That's cool. But Tom Brady supposedly maybe possibly could conceivably right. have known about a unproven deflation scandal. He gets four games. I, I, I just want, I just want a little uh, consistency. So just to catch up to speed, there was a, you know another team, Carolina Panthers. They put their footballs in like a dryer to warm them up on the sideline during the game. Them cheating ass Southerners. Which, which is a big no-no. That's not what they did, by the way. They, 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 they went, uh, it was during a game. Yeah. They tried to get them they, up. Uh, heater, yeah, during the yeah. game. Like right right in front of all the cameras. Yeah. You know what they got? A warning. Yeah. A warning. Said, hey, warning. Yes, don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, please don't do that. Why Why weren't they asking for Cam Newton's text messages? Yeah. <laughs> did he text the ball boy or heat up that ball? Probably. Right. He's from sure he knew like, Hey, it. man, listen, this ball's really cold. Right. Can you heat that up for I mean, me? I just don't care. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Like, Tom Brady asked for his freaking cell phone. Cam Newton is a cheater. Right. I want Cam Newton suspended for four games. His NCAA championship is tainted. It should be vacated. Right. That could actually happen in college. So <laughs> I want to say that too loud. That might actually happen. They should take it away like Reggie Bush. It's it, it, it just it's it's so inane. I can't I can't even Listen, I, can't, man, I can't even Tom Brady's taking this shit to court. Right. It is on. It's so on. It's on like Donkey Kong. I think if you go back to a previous episode of the Cordex Prime podcast, I said just go right to court. Everybody knew it was happening. They had to follow the appeals process, but it's mm-hmm. the, best, the best part is they had like a guy, uh, Troy Vincent his name, he's like the executive of I don't know, discipline, and he is the first one to make the he made the four game suspension. And the mm-hmm. NFL Players Association is like, you can't do that. It has to be Goodell. And he's like, oh, just kidding, it was Goodell. And then mm-hmm. Goodell hears the appeal. I know it's stupid for them to sign the collective bargaining agreement, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I hope Tom Brady rakes them over the coals. He is going to. That's what I hope Tom Brady sues them and ends up owning the entire league. I actually listened. It would be to the sports hub on the way over here to. Raise my ire because they I hate them. I listened I to listen WEI. They were much the worse. They were a little bit better. And then the sports hub. I went back and forth. Yeah. Oh, Felger was already blaming the Patriots. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. That's he was I, blaming the Patriots for Brady's four game suspension. I wanted to get I wanted to get jacked up for the show. Oh my god. Um, but it's just I just you know what? 
We all, I work, we work, we all work, we all go about our days. People take a lot of joy out of football and other sports, whatever. I don't judge anyone for anything they like. Why do you have to make this? This, this happened on my birthday, which is the worst part. This has been going on since my you birthday. You will forever remember your birthday as right. the day Tom Brady gets screwed. Yeah, and it's just, today's not my birthday, but your birthday's all, ruined when, when everything started, it was January yeah. 18th, right. and it's been going on since then. It's like, can't you just let these, us plebeians, just enjoy a little bit? No. Uh, no, you have to... Blah. Mark my words, <sighs> right. today is a dark day in American history. Yes. This will go down in the history books mm-hmm. as the darkest day. Yep. This is worse than World War II, I swear. Definitely worse uh, than December 7th, 1941. Right. Way worse. Yeah, way worse than that. Way worse. Hyperbole alert. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so actually someone reminded me last week that we did not provide a wank alert last week. Wow. So you know what our, this week's wank alert oh, is? shit. Do it. This Tom Brady shenanigans. Say it, Victor. Wank alert, wank alert, wank alert. <laughs> wank alert, wank alert, wank alert. This is the wankest wank that ever did wank. It is, there's literally no, it, it is, there's nothing more wank than this. This is the most negative start to this, to this podcast. Right. Ever. Thanks, thanks, Roger Goodell. Yeah, thanks a lot. You I, have, you have ruined all our lives. Worst case scenario, they're gonna. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. The Patriots still. Listen, Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna win those four games if right. Brady's out. It's fine. Right. It's just Tom Brady deserves to be out. Do you think? You think I want that banner to be raised without Tom Brady there? Right. They've just been talking about this stuff for seven. I don't months want now, that. And I'm just. It's. I'm so tired of seeing it. I'm so tired of it. I just want to like. The team wins a championship and the fan base can't even enjoy it because they're getting all this shit. But hey. I I've been a Yankee fan my whole life, so I know what it's like to wow, be hated. Just re- to be hated. So good for you, man. Good thanks. For you. So I I'm, it's okay. I mean, I remember growing up and it's getting all that shit. It's like fuck it. You just hate. Good. You you have more hatred for my team than you enjoy your own team. So you swallow in your own you know anger. Let it flow through you. Oh fuck. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't want to. We spent enough time on this. This is this is. This is ten- this is my team, our team, getting tangibly screwed here. Yep. That's the difference. It's not just some fanboy hate. Well, it's some jerk <laughs> suspending your star quarterback. Yeah. For four fucking games. It's definitely more because it's like our, the Patriots, you know, New England Patriots. But if it was another quarterback, I'd be like, that's effing ridiculous. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't be as, you know, focused into it. But it's still whack all the way through. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, besides all that, it's going to go to court. Yeah. Brady will be exonerated, and we will carry. As he him. should be. Tom Brady did nothing wrong. Right. We will carry him through the streets. He told me himself. Honestly, he called him. yeah. You should call him to the show. We have a live show for him, just for him. Nah, he's a busy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him know though. Uh, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't turn my phone over to you guys. So fuck all y'all. Did <laughs> <laughs> you ask for it? <laughs> but we'll get into that more later. Uh, so uh, besides all that. Well, when we have our uh, our sports episode, when Victor has a, a vacation or something, yeah, <laughs> we'll go more into it at that time. Right. Uh, you know, we'll talk about more when uh, Brady gets exonerated. That's exactly what we're gonna do. So, gentlemen, lighter subject. What have you guys been up to, Vic? What you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, I well last over the weekend, I went to the beach. Whoa! Ooh. What? Outdoors? Whoa! <laughs> oh yeah, went outdoors. Uh, Are you sure you didn't just read a book about the beach at the library? <laughs> well, incidentally, I did bring a book along to the beach. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard. That's fine. Yep. Went to good old Nantasket Beach in Hull, Massachusetts mm-hmm. with a bunch of our good friends, including friend of the show and slash my number one fan, Furman. <laughs> Shout out to you, my friend. 
And it was fun, you know, good times, good good food and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was great times all around. Wait, and what'd, you, what'd you cook up, Vic? Well, well, we ate, ate at a restaurant. So, oh, yeah. okay. All yeah. right, then. And uh, and after that, I went to see Ant-Man, which we will, oh, yeah. up, which we will talk about in a bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also saw another really cool movie, too, uh, which is available at Redbox, which I re- really recommend. It's this horror mockumentary comedy called What We Do in the Shadows. And it's a, mo- it's a mockumentary about three vampires living, in, living, in, living together in this flat. And they kind of try to adapt to, like, 21st century living. Mm-hmm. And they're all hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. One, one is, like, this British, dan- well, yeah, British dandy. Uh, one's, like, this uh, playboy. Another one's, like, this emo bastard. Who's getting over a really crappy relationship, and uh, the whole movie they're trying to readjust, trying to adjust to, like modern living, and it's a really hilarious comedy. Nice. I really recommend that. That sounds alright. Yep. So check that out. Yep. I've never actually rented anything from Redbox. I feel like I should at right. some point in my life. Yeah, Redbox. Most of their movies tend to be crap, but mm-hmm. they, but when they do have good movies, they're usually worth checking out. And this is nice. one of them. Nice. What we do in the shadows. Cool. Yeah, that sounds okay, man. Yep. That sounds cool. Harris. What'd you get up to? Well, over the weekend, we went to uh, to our screening at the 48 hour uh, yeah. film project. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Randy. Yeah, Randy. For, for showing up, and of course, Furman and your boys, they yeah. all showed up too. Yeah, mm-hmm. we had great support, none from you, Maurice. Why doesn't that. anybody love you? That's a good question. Probably because I pushed them all away. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, only, you only have room in your heart for Tom Brady, I get it. Right. <laughs> That's sad. That's so very, very sad. Now I'm drinking mojitos on Listen, his private beach. I don't know if, uh, if if Angela is maintaining. She's she's working hard enough to maintain that number one. <laughs> she had a good excuse. She was at the Taylor Swift concert at Gillette, so she was giving money to the crafts. <laughs> and Tom I Brady. don't know that that's a good enough excuse. Works for me. We're, we're, we're way more important than Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's true. Actually, that was a fake Taylor Swift. The real Taylor Swift is actually at our showing. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. She really enjoys our work. Yeah. But we posted on the Facebook the, the movie. Yeah. So I hope, I hope everybody went everyone and watched it and enjoyed it. Out. Uh, the crowd really seemed to enjoy it. We got a good reception. Uh, there were a lot of interesting films this year that I uh, quite enjoyed. Uh, so, you know, as usual, the 48-hour film project, uh, resounding, uh, success. It's good yeah. stuff. I'm not going to post any of those other Truth is Hobo movies, no. but there were some good what ones. Them? What are the important ones? Yeah. There were some good ones in there. There were some poor ones in there. But, again, I'm not going to really judge too harshly because it's a very hard task. It is. Filming Certainly. a movie in 48 hours, so... Yeah. Certainly a hard task, uh, but yeah, man, uh, I think we discussed, uh, our little film, um... Last quite, week. Quite, yeah, last yeah. week, uh, well yeah. enough. Well, actually, what I did is now we can talk about our characters. Oh, we'll that's true. That a little bit. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah. absolutely. So yeah. I was one of the uh, protagonists of the <laughs> film, if you will. Yep. Uh, it'll be, I'm already uh, polishing up my speech when I get to accept the uh, Best Actor Award. Right. For the 48 Home Film Project, 2015, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you were just as good as hating Christensen in the prequels, I must say. That is an insult. Wow. <laughs> Get out. We're off the they, show. When do they present those awards? Or uh, I think it's awards? a couple of weeks. What the crap? Yeah. Oh, no, now. We'll, 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 we'll let everybody know. Right. I'll yeah. let you know when I win my awards. <laughs> Thanks. Just invite me to your... So, yeah. Uh, the concept, well, we got buddy film. Um, and the concept was uh, two friends, two buddies that uh, have a bit of a falling out. 
Uh, then the one one of the pals puts up a uh, a posting on Craigslist uh, for a new buddy. He's interviewing people right. for buddies. And, so uh, pause the show now. Go watch it. It's like seven minutes long. Come back and listen. Yeah. Right. Right. Right, and then they make up at the end after these ridiculous characters yeah. interview to be uh, the pal. So all the people uh, he's interviewing are just wacky right. people. So that basically, us, I think our characters are like us turned up to eleven. My, yeah, just like wrestler. Yeah. That's what they always say about wrestlers. Right. Pick yourself and then turn it up to maybe it was more than eleven. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty fun that the uh, argument uh, that that kicked the whole thing off was Batman versus Superman. Yep. So you know that argument was real <laughs> as hell. I was out there repping for my boy Batman. And you you threw a little Tom Brady reference. Actually, a few Tom Brady. You, right. you mentioned Tom Brady a couple yeah. times, which was awesome. <laughs> little home cooking. Tom Brady. Yeah. I love them both so much. Yeah. And that was our idea to, to have that be the kickoff argument mm-hmm. from the Codex Prime podcast. Yeah, like absolutely. That. There's a lot of differing opinions out there, so that was, that was good on us. That was that good was on our us. contribution, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you, you talked a little bit about your experience. Uh, uh, tell about your character and um, your first uh, your first career. Like, what, what was it like seeing yourself up on the big screen for it the was first awesome. time, man? My mm-hmm. character was a crazy fitness sports guy that was a little too was a little over enthusiastic about doing sporting things. Enthusiastic, right? Super over enthusiastic. The perfect thing is that I was like, oh, I'll pretend like my I'll not pretend, but I'll have like a football, a tennis racket, a uh, squash racket, uh, basketball, all in my hands, and I'll want to do all of it. Uh, funnily enough, I had all of that stuff in my car. <laughs> so it was not much of a stretch. I literally just had to go into my car and get all my stuff and then wear my Tough Mudder stuff and pull my shorts really far up, um, a little too far up in one take. <laughs> but I adjusted. <laughs> yeah. But seeing myself in the big screen was pretty cool. I thought I did okay. Yeah, yeah you are fine. Yeah, it was cool. Okay. What was your character? Yeah, my character was this uh, pretentious snob <laughs> named Raul. Completely out of character. <laughs> I couldn't believe you pulled it off. Oh, it yeah, you know, that role was a real stretch for me, man. <laughs> this dude is just, like, super pedantic, you know, really thinks, have, has an overinflated uh, sense of self, yep. a really high opinion of himself and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, wine connoisseur, loves <laughs> pretentious art house movies. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it, I had to really dig deep because, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, my, my tastes are far and away from my character, so, you know, I had to do a little research. But it, it, was, it was fun. It was fun because, you know, I think it was my first time actually being on camera, so seeing myself on the screen was like, actually, no, second time, actually. It was like, I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah, it was wild. I, um, I hired an agent, so I'm going to be in the big time pretty soon. I already have a Depends commercial coming out. You're welcome. I told you I'd make yeah. you a star. Right. So look out for me. I have nice. to poop my pants. You and <laughs> you and West Walker. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I'm gonna be doing Doctor Leonard. I'm just gonna pretend like my hair is not real. Right. But we all know that's a lie. Right. right. So, looking forward to it. So uh, yeah, no, the 48 hour was cool, man. I uh, also checked out a couple of movies over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I checked out both of your favorite films of the year so far. Yeah, right? I saw Jurassic World. Yeah, and I saw Inside Out. Yeah, and they were both very good movies. I haven't seen Inside Out, nice. but I want to see it. Right, it was it was very good. My wife really liked that movie. Nice, she really enjoyed it. Nice, but she's all like a psychology major and a social yep. worker, so she's right. all like, "Oh my god!" They were showing like it looks like how the neurons fire, and they like they, she she was like going into all of this sciencey stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. just like. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, hope they, okay. they went on adventures. 
Un- Great. Unimpressed bastard. <laughs> Maybe they can start using that stuff for work. That's pretty cool. I'm sure kids so, will like be into that. Both of your favorite films are very good. My favorite film of the year is better. Thanks. What was that, Mad Max? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty close. It's, it's, it was either Jurassic World or Mad Max. Yeah. No, Jurassic World was uh, was cool, man. I uh, my, my, my original thoughts were still basically, um, yeah, like that. It's exactly what, what happened. Like, yeah. Right. Why, why would you open that park up? One, two. Why would you make a super murder sore? <laughs> and why not? The movie proved me right. <laughs> <laughs> so I that thought, was cool. I thought everyone was just gonna wait in line, ride the attractions, and the movie would be over. Right. That would be would way, way well. more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed those. Um, I know it was very dismissive. I had some dismissive ass stuff to say about Inside Out, but actually that was a really impressive movie. Oh, yeah. uh, it was way more entertaining than I figured they could make. Kind of that concept that, that that's a difficult concept to yeah. to bring to life and make really uh, entertaining, and they did a wonderful job of that. Um, mm-hmm. As usual, Pixar on top of their game. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was really really good. All the characters were funny. They were very you know. Uh, heartwarming and all that good stuff, good family flick. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, check that out. Uh, I also saw this rather interesting documentary uh, over the weekend. Uh, the death of Superman lives. Oh, what yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. You fellas heard of this? I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, back in the late '90s, Warner Brothers greenlit a Superman movie. Mm-hmm. The movie was to be directed by Tim Burton, mm-hmm. and it was to star Nicolas Cage. I'm sure most nerds out there have seen something about this. They've seen maybe a screenshot or two of Nick Nicolas Cage, Cage or some ridiculous get-ups. <laughs> uh, so what this does, uh, this was a Kickstarter project. Uh, documentary. The, yes, it was. And the director uh, basically set out to figure out what the hell happened to that movie because it sounded nutty as hell mm-hmm. uh, so he uh, he did he got the funding he got a bunch of uh, uh, basically all of the principal people that were involved in the production of that film uh, except for Nicolas Cage he did not want to be involved oh they met Tim Burton right they did yeah it's great an interview with uh, Tim Burton they interviewed the producer John Peters who is a character uh, they uh, interviewed a lot of the uh, storyboard artists and concept artists and all of the scriptwriters, including Kevin Smith, uh, who goes on there and tells uh, <laughs> some awesome stories about that. You might have heard him, some of them on his podcast uh, before. Uh, so basically, this movie uh, was doomed from the start. Uh, the producer, uh, John Peters, is a dude who started out uh, as Barbara Streisand's uh, hairdresser. Yep. So uh, he went from there on to become a uh, Hollywood producer, a wildly successful Hollywood producer. Uh, so the American Dream, good on him. I'm not, you know, saying anything about that whole situation, but that dude is a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so as Kevin Smith tells it, he goes uh, to his first meeting with this guy after he kind of gets the gig or or kind of uh, auditioning to get the gig as the scriptwriter for the movie, and this dude sits him down and says. Okay, you can write the script, but there's three conditions. Mm-hmm. One, he cannot fly. He, I don't want to see him fly. <laughs> what? Huh? Right. And Kevin Smith is like, like, like at all? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yep, I think it looks too fake. Okay. Two, I don't want to see him in that suit. 
Kevin Smith is like, wait, what suit? <laughs> that suit he's always wearing. The Superman, the Superman suit? <laughs> yup, that's the one. Looks stupid. Okay. Three? He has to fight a giant spider at some point in the movie. <laughs> like Harry Potter. Uh, go write that script. So, Kevin Smith, young Kevin Smith, went off. This was like Chasing Amy, Kevin Smith. Like, he was still doing press for Chasing Amy, like, shortly after that. Uh, he goes off, writes a script, and he's like, you know, I'm doing the best I can. So, basically, Kevin Smith writes, like, a fanboy's dream Superman movie. <coughs> Excuse me. And he's detailing how, like, in his script, he had Batman in it, he had Deadshot in it, he had, like, all of these, he had, like, Lex Luthor, Brainiac in it, Doomsday was in it. Like, he was making this, like, a legit crossover, like, DC movie, mm. and that sounded awesome. So, of course, he gets fired. Uh, uh, and they bring on some other... This is why they couldn't make a Superman movie for, like, 30 years. Right. Yeah. Or... Any other superhero movie until their hands were forced by Marvel, mm -hmm. killing it. So Tim Burton comes on and he's like, "Yep, I'm gonna make my own movie." And he Tim Burton's it up. Uh, and basically, to make a long story short, uh, Jason Peters was a maniac who used to go into production uh, meetings uh, and go to the artist quarters and bring his children, who would not speak to any of the artists. They would just barge into the room and critique their art and uh, tell their dad how they liked some stuff or did not like some stuff. He would also put artists in headlocks or practice new jujitsu moves on them when he went to the offices for no reason. Huh. Uh, so they hated him, mm -hmm. uh, and he basically sank the movie. Like, it, it was... It, it, you, I, I'm, I don't want to give everything away as to what this guy did or who he is or was at that time, but mm -hmm. it is a wild tale and it's really entertaining i want you guys to watch it maybe we can discuss it more in depth later but it is just like nick cage is on there like they he this the, the director actually got footage uh test footage of like costume tests and and things like that like behind the scenes stuff from ilm when they were making all the crazy costumes and all the costumes were black or like metallic and they were made of this like plastic silicone material mm -hmm. and they would all mold to Nick Cage's body and stuff mm -hmm. and they looked ridiculous <laughs> and Nick we'll Cage kept <laughs> Nick Cage kept on quoting like how uh, Superman was supposed to be like enveloped envelope by, by the costume like a uh, mother does its child and the cape was like a child's blanket and I'm just like Nick Cage what the hell are you smoking well, guy? You know what? With you. That concept, I think we were really deprived. We, we, <laughs> that would have been one of the greatest superhero films of all time right there. I will it would say have brought this. Superman back to the forefront. I will say this. It's the movie Superman deserved. <laughs> I don't know about that. You, you, can, you can interpret that any way you yeah. want, listeners. He still deserves a movie that doesn't have Zack Snyder's brooding sadness on it. They posted more pictures I saw this weekend of like everyone just looking sad. God damn it, Zack Snyder. Yep. Does. But anyway, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened, really interesting. Check it out. Okay. Cool. I'll check that out. Mm -hmm. uh, the movie that I saw this week, as everyone else did, was Ant-Man. Yeah, uh, man. I loved it. Oh, it was awesome. It was great. Nice. Was, I thought it was way better than Avengers 2. That's what I said. I said that. Yeah, same thing as it's like just super, like everything is just so bleak. Come on. I mean, I don't know. Am I, am I complaining about that too much? Like, it's superheroes, it's be fun. Now, yeah, you get your bleak stories in there and, and stuff, but when you have, like, a all of your movies have been a certain way, then all of a sudden you're just like, 
I don't know. Just felt like it was a placeholder. The second chapter is always supposed to be dark. The yeah. dark second chapter. True, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. It's called that's that. true, yeah, yeah. But uh, Ant-Man was lighter, funnier. I love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, Paul Rudd was fantastic. Boy was funny, the one that you, that you liked a lot. And whenever they, they, they do a few quick takes where they... Michael Pena. Michael Pena, where they, they talk, but mm-hmm. someone that's like wrapped over... Like someone else is mouthing the Michael words Michael Pena saying, voiceover. Yeah. Voiceover, yeah. yeah. I will always find that funny. I don't care what it is. If it's an app, if it's Drunk History, which is a hilarious show, and hilarious funny or die skits. If it's Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, which is a great YouTube video, mm-hmm. I just find it so hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I just think Ant-Man's... I like the idea. It's another different take on a superhero. Yeah, I never liked that man. I never cared for that I character. Never cared. I never I'm not a fan of his from the comics or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that that film made me a fan. It did a great job of just bringing that character and making me care. Yeah, about about it. Yeah, I thought that Michael, like Michael Pena's character, was was the best thing, and um, I think we we've discussed this at work a little bit. But Michael did Michael huh, Marvel did a horrible job of marketing that movie. Oh yeah, it was an awful job yeah. of marketing that movie. Like they marketed it everything that wasn't great about that movie or charming. Like the most. Uh, charming thing about that movie is the characters, the comedy, the, and the family show aspect. his daughter because she was like the most adorable child I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Almost. Did they even show uh, Hank Pym's daughter at all in the just trailers? Him, like, I don't even remember. Just him her. sitting on the bed with her, mm. and like that's it. So, like, no, not Paul Rudd's like, daughter. Hank Pym's. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Evangeline Lilly. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Hope, I've ever Hope. seen her in one of those. Yeah, she because she does the punch. He's like. That's oh, how you punch. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she did. She did a good job. She yeah, she did a really good job before with Paul Rudd and everything. Um, and they, they marketed it like just a straight up action movie, which I thought this movie very much yeah. was not. No, let's do like a heist film, like an Ocean's Eleven type yeah. thing. It was a good time. Yeah. Big, Ch- what do you think? Chapo's Eleven. Yeah. El Chapo's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see, I'd yeah. see that movie. Yeah, you know, when I, when Ant-Man came out, you know, I had no plans originally to see it. I, I figured, well, if, if we didn't have this great podcast, <laughs> I would not have bothered going <laughs> to the theaters to watch it. I would have waited for, for it to appear at Redbox. But I did watch it over the weekend, and, and I really enjoyed it. I really do like it. I think it's a very good film. And what I like about it is that it's not to not to make a pun, but it's a smaller scale uh, MCU film. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, but uh, I see what you did there. But it's a it's a smaller scale film, and uh, it's a far it's a far cry, and it's a welcome departure from all the city destroying, you know, yeah. world saving uh, epics that we've been getting. You know, like clockwork for the past several years, mm-hmm. and and I th- I feel I feel it's a much better film than Age of Ultron. It's better paced. Mm-hmm. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's in and out in, in a little over two hours, and I like the whole. I like the I like its approach. I like the heist film uh, plot plotting, which is kind of a kind of a nice little alternative approach to the MCU formula. Mm-hmm. It's not a complete departure from the MCU formula because it has to kind of it has to kind of fit with the other films continuity yeah. wise. But it definitely it definitely worked 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 well with its uh, with its unique setup. I agree. Um, the problem with Marvel is that their villains, besides Loki, are usually like. He, trash. Yeah, the yeah the villain in this film, played by Corey Stoll, who's uh, what's his name, uh, Darren Cross or Yellow mm. Jacket. You know he he's a fine actor. If you see House of Cards, he's he's very good in that. But in this in this film, it's the same problem that Marvel Studios films has. You know, nondescript, nothing special, go nowhere villain who's just a placeholder for the <laughs> real big bad <laughs> Thanos. 
Yeah. Well, I thought thought, I saw an interesting article um, that made a lot of sense to me recently. I forget where I saw it. I apologize for that, but um, they made the point that Marvel's like villains are usually just carbon copies of the hero that they're fighting. That's very true. And I'm just like, wait, you know who said that? Crap, that's so true. George. Fat Fat Martin said that. Did he? Oh, that yeah, fat sack of crap. Yeah. Why don't you stop talking about Marvel's villains and criticizing them and write that damn book, fatty? Right, idiot. God. <laughs> anyway, back is, on top. Back right. on top. He is right though. Yeah. Ant Man, Yellow Jacket. Mm. You know, Captain America, Red Skull. Like same dude. Did he yeah. have a super serum? Was that his thing? I can't. Yeah, yeah. He was like yeah. super strong and all that. Remember, yeah. he like got Red Skully because he took the original right. serum or whatever. Yeah, right. Iron uh, Man. Iron Man, Iron Monger. Yeah. yeah. Or whoever the hell the second Iron Man to was garbage. Whip, whip, yeah. whip, 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 um, yeah, whip guy. Shitty whip. Yeah, yeah. so Ant-Man, I thought, was better than both Iron Man movies. It was better than Avengers 2. It was it was better than probably both Thors. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought that they, like, they, they really knocked it out of the park, and it's a lot better than most of their recent fare, honestly. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and I and, and as you said, Aris, they did, really did a bad job marketing this movie. I think because Marvel, they didn't have a lot of confidence in it. Yep. But after seeing what, what how Guardians of the Galaxy succeeded, mm. you know, I think Marvel should have put more oomph behind the marketing. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because I, 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 well. I'm sorry, guys. No, they marketed that really. They marketed did did did. Guardians of the Galaxy really well. Well, yeah, they they played up the humor in the trailers a yeah. lot, and you know yeah. that that's what made that that movie interesting. It was an action comedy, and Ant Man was very much that, and mm-hmm. they marketed Ant Man completely different. Yeah, and speaking of the humor, this is definitely the most overtly comedic MCU film. Hilarious, it is hilarious, especially Michael Pena, as as you mentioned. Yeah, and they he had was uh, so good in that. What's the, who do they have? Like Paul Rudd helped with the script with Peyton yep. Reed, and what was the other gentleman? McK- Adam McKay. He does a lot of those comedies with like Will Ferrell and all them, and oh, he, was, okay. he was on there. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, so it was a good time. I just really like Paul Rudd, and I want him to succeed. And also, people have to realize it didn't make as much money as all the other movies, but $60 million over the weekend is nothing to sniff at. And then it did weekend. Oh, 60 the first week. Yeah, and then did all you know overseas stuff. It's still going to make a shit ton of money. It's just yeah. not every movie is going to make $800 million in the box office. It's and it was number happen. one again this week, too. Yeah. Yeah. So no. it's going to be forever and ever and ever. Yeah, I just I don't think I'll ever understand the marketing. Like after you watch that movie, it just kind of boggles the mind. Well, after I leave Tom Brady's personal island, mm-hmm. I'll go talk to Kevin Feige. Oh, someone's phoning off me. They want everyone a beer. Feige. That's the rule. Feige. That's the rule. Feige. What? Feige. Kevin Feige. Foogie. <gasps> Sorry for the dog in the background. Now I want a beer. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah, it's definitely definitely one of uh, MCU's best offerings. Yeah, and um, like I said, it's it's not perfect, but it's very good. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought that it would turn out that well too after like the issues they had with the director, the original director quitting, and all of that stuff. Yeah, and you know, like the marketing, like it, the, the marketing really struck me as Marvel after watching it. Obviously, I couldn't have, you know told this uh, by watching those trailers before watching the movie. But it really just stunk of Marvel fearing people wouldn't think that Ant-Man was badass enough or something. Yeah. And that's why they trumped up. Like, every action scene in that movie was basically in the trailers. Mm. Yeah. Indeed. That sounds about right. <laughs> and it did, it did introduce the new um, dimension, which would be cool with Doctor Strange when that yeah. one comes out. So. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah that's fun. It expands the, the stuff more. Oh, yeah. And Michael Douglas uh, looking like t- like he was 30 again. 
Yeah, the fuck that shit. Ray. Burn the fucking witch, man. <laughs> Burn the fucking witch. I was I was terrified. Yo, the the visual effects in this film are amazing, especially that opening scene with young Michael Douglas. Yeah. It's, it's like the filmmakers took a time machine, went back in time, and signed young Michael Douglas to a. I contract. told y'all that was crazy. I was like, I was like, my, my brain. Yeah. What am I seeing? I saw it with friend of the show Angela, and she was just like, what What is that? How did they, How did that happen? How did they do that? I I couldn't even like talk. I was like, Ugh. that was terrifying. I didn't like that. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't like it. Right. <laughs> it was That's what it's going to feel like when Skynet comes on. Right. Oh, my God. I was going to imprint Michael Douglas onto everyone as a young man. It was yeah. so weird. Yeah. And also, too, what I liked, I, I, there's there one brief uh, line where they addressed what I call the uh, Avengers conundrum, mm -hmm. where at this point you're asking, why don't they just bring all the Avengers in for this movie? And mm -hmm. they offered a really logical explanation, which I thought was a yeah. was a nice touch. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Good time. I, uh, they... they I tried not to see anything about this. Honestly, I didn't try. I just didn't care, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Um, but it was a pleasant surprise to me that in the middle of the movie, he just fights the Falcon. And I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I had no idea this dude was in this. That's cool. So that, that was kind of a cool little thing uh, for me in, in the post credit scenes. Did you see those? You saw both yes. of those, I assume? Yeah, um, yeah like the fact that they're going to bring in uh, Evangeline Lilly's character, Hope Van Dyne, mm -hmm. um, back as the, the Wasp. That's going to be awesome. Um, Victor will be really excited about that <laughs> as the resident feminist. But I'm really excited about that, too, because I thought she actually... Uh, was portrayed very well like they didn't give us a, a dumb reason why she wasn't you know like she fought to suit up in the movie mm -hmm. and it wasn't like oh but you're a girl fuck that yeah. it was it was more of like fatherly love like that dude can go fucking die i don't right. care about him you yeah. though and the suit kind of drives me crazy i love crazy. You, baby girl yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. and even yeah. hank pym even says the suit kind of drives you crazy or if you use it over time, so yeah. Paul Rudd was expendable. Yeah, so it was more of a like, fatherly love, which yeah. I, I can understand that. Right. It spoke to me. <laughs> I would never let my little girl put on that suit. Why? It'd be super cool. <laughs> she would be. She's already super cool. She doesn't need that. She's cool. She's flying shit. Shrink. Come on. She doesn't need to fly to be super cool. Okay. <laughs> Now, but uh, yeah, man, no, I, I that th that's gonna be really cool, and I felt that the second post-credit scene, uh, you know, had had greater implications for mm -hmm. the MCU uh, as a whole. I won't, I won't kind of spoil that one, um, but I don't know if you guys know, but that that's actually like a scene mm -hmm. straight from uh, Civil War. Yep. So the like the directors of Civil War yeah. actually directed that, and it was just clipped and put put at the end of this. Yeah. The only um, thing that annoys me a little bit about Civil War is that I love Captain America like he might be my favorite Marvel and I feel like that movie's just getting packed with two it's gonna have the Avengers 2 thing where there's just so many people just focus focus on Captain America it's a more interesting topic it's movie. Than, than Avengers 2 it's his movie I, I, thought, I thought that uh, the villain in Avengers 2 was a cool villain like Ultron is cool on yeah. his own yeah. and the way that he was portrayed was pretty cool like uh, they, they didn't kind of show any of that humor that he had in the movie yeah. in the trailers or anything like that sure. but uh, I, I don't think he he worked um, just as the as a main antagonist he was he was He's cool but boring, if that makes sense. Yeah, he, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, he was kind of like a even snarkier Tony Stark, basically. Yeah, pretty much, mm -hmm. and it was like okay, so once again the mirror that, that, mm -hmm. that's a like I thought that plan was super dumb, and I like that they <laughs> they brought that up in Ant Man. They were like, oh yeah, the Avengers, they're probably off like trying to 
stop somebody from dropping islands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was good. I'm intrigued to see how it all comes together more with the, you know, Phase 3 and then they get the Infinity War, which is pretty much what everyone's waiting so for. So is Ant-Man yeah. the first Phase 3 or the last Phase 2? Last film? Phase 2. The last Phase 2. Okay. Cool. Yep. And then Civil War is first to Phase 3, so it should be interesting. Yeah, no, I think Civil War is a extremely interesting topic. I hope that Marvel does it justice. Yep. Um, there's a lot of stuff that just contractually uh and the like just a lot of stuff that they haven't brought into the cinematic universe that played a big part in the Mm -hmm. original comic Mm storyline but you know they're making some strides they're bringing in the black panther they're bringing in spider-man but like you know the x-men played a big role in some of that stuff Mm -hmm. uh they can't do anything with that and the you know like the big thing about civil war in the comics was that you know a lot of these teams broke apart they broke you know the fantastic four broke broke up mm-hmm. if i remember right uh the Pretty avengers sure obviously but it's like fantastic four can't be in this the avengers are already sort of broken up there's like a new team and mm-hmm. i don't care if the falcon has beef with you know the and scarlet it. witch Mm-hmm. Oh, whatever. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. That's right. cool. You guys just met. Yeah. Well, they have, everyone's going to be in it except for Thor, and I think Hulk. We'll see. But Thor's not in it. No. Oh, interesting. Well, from what I see, he's on the like, casting list, but you know, they could always fit him in or something. Right. Yeah. Kevin Very interesting. Movie's house or something. So, uh, no, yeah, I think that just overall it's a more interesting topic, but I'm interested to see kind of how they tackle that. I think it, it's either, a, it, it can be a good or a bad thing that there's a lot of things that they can't do mm. because they only have two hours to tell it or two and a half, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Um, so that, that might work in their favor at, in the end anyway. Mm. I just really like Captain America, so. Captain America is he's really cool in the he's he's really cool in the movies. Yep, yep. he's really cool in the Capcom fighting games. <laughs> he's all right in the comics. I also really love Chris <laughs> Evans. Chris Evans is the best. I've never I don't think I've ever seen a movie I did not like with him in it. Uh, not another team movie. Classic, cellular. Classic, Captain America's classic. <laughs> Those we we rebuked the first two man. What not another team movie is a, is a classic. I don't remember seeing that, so I will refrain from. You should see it. Uh, the movie's about. fucking terrible. Don't it's waste your time, Harris. So good. <laughs> it might even be better than Kung Pao. I can't believe Chris Evans is in that. It's, hilarious. it's just hilarious. Like I remember telling a friend that Chris Evans is in that, as was he was Captain America and he was just blown away. It was so good. Was Sick. that before or after Fantastic Four? Before. So you're telling me that you enjoyed Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Server? Seven was in that. <laughs> uh, he took a break. He took a temporary break. He decided to just cash it in for that. Myth busted. <laughs> that was, I don't know if that was Chris Evans' fault. Because they had Galacticus and you make him in a cloud. It was terrifying. Galactus. What did I say? Galacticus. Oh, excuse me. Galacticus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm having a hard time. Everybody on the podcast, I always like fumble up like four words. It's up to be the host. I'm sorry, Victor, you look like you have something to say. I'll ask well, my question after. I was going to say, if you're, if you're looking for some good Chris Evans films, there's two I recommend. One, of course, Scott Pilgrim versus The World. That was also yeah, an amazing movie. Awesome. And, of course, uh, yeah. Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer, yeah! I've not seen yeah. that. Not seen That's that really movies. good. Scott Pilgrim versus The World, amazing. Yep, mm-hmm. love that movie. And inter- interestingly enough, the director of that was the one that was supposed to do Ant-Man. Yep, I go right. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. very, I was a little sad. That he couldn't do it, but Peyton Reed did a good job. But oh, yeah, yeah I love Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That movie was so funny. Check out Snowpiercer though. Okay. Yeah. Chinese di- Chinese director. Uh, Korean. Korean. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it's kind of an interesting 
role for Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all worked out really yeah. well. Mm-hmm. So and post-apocalyptic movie. My favorite. It takes place on an, on a train the entire time. Yeah, oh. really cool. It's cool. Pretty messed up movie and, too, as yeah. Korean film <laughs> for some reason. And it's Cap- on Netflix. Oh, perfect. Oh, I will Get check it. that out. And uh, Captain America's first comic book cover was him punching Hitler in the face. In so the face. Can't really get much better than that. That's through mm-hmm. the top. Oh, and I saw Horns. That was good. Daniel Radcliffe, my boy. I try to see all his movies. Oh, yeah. yeah How was that? It was weird. It was funny. It was a few parts that were a little fresh. A little too fresh for me. But it was pretty funny. It was... It was Wait, fresh how? Yeah, it was like, you know, murder, stuff like that. It was good. It was good, though. Um, it, was, I, I, it was like a dark comedy, horror, fantasy... It was a little one too many things kind hmm. of thrown together. But Danny Radcliffe did really good. And he had an American accent, which was hilarious. Oh, interesting. Which I did, like, I, he did a pretty good job. But there was like some things he said. that were, it was, But it was good. It was a good time. I, I recommend it. Um, I just like Danny Radcliffe, too. <laughs> he's also my boy. And I try to see everything he's in. Because um, I love Harry Potter so much. That's cool. And I love him forever. Yeah. Harry Potter is pretty awesome. Yeah. Word. Um, now, unfortunately, we have to go back to some more negative news. Uh, it cannot possibly be worse than Tom Brady. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> now, as, it, as we all know, we all have strong opinions on Superman and Batman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. also have some strong opinions on other superheroes, or ex-superheroes now, who have now lost their power. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Whoa! What? What did Hulk Hogan do? I'm sure... <laughs> Uh, I can't really read it out loud, what the things that happened, mm-hmm. but as you both know, he said some super duper racist things in a videotape. What? Yep. Yeah. Yep. What kind of videotape? It was a, po- it was actually, it was, it was a, so you know like, like, like post-apocalyptic movies? This was a post-sex tape tape. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was him laying in bed having pillow talk with the woman he just, you know. That he just borked. Right. Post-coitus? Post-coitus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you got? What you? I know you guys have seen or read. I don't think they've released the videos yet. No, but no. this is so, so we. Oh, Hulk Hogan. Listen, brother. <laughs> what you gonna do when racist mania runs wild on you? Yeah. I mean, I was never a huge Hulk Hogan fan in the first place, and I enjoyed his work, but this. Uh, uh, Vic, what do you got? All I have to say is, how do you feel now, Matthew? <laughs> hey, that's my line. I mean, I can't... Find I, a new god. <laughs> I can separate the character from uh, the human. Because, you know, there's terrible people. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of people in the WWE that did terrible things that are in the Hall of Fame. You know, Abdullah Butcher gave someone hepatitis C while wrestling. Wow. Knowing mm-hmm. he had it. Wow. Bleeding. That's terrible. So Cold Steve Austin had his domestic violence issues in the mid-2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately... Macho Man Randy Savage locked Miss Elizabeth in rooms when he left and wouldn't let her leave. Kind of kept her entrapped. No. <laughs> Mike Tyson. No, you know, yeah, Mike Tyson, Tyson. Yep, he had his, his rape case. Um, and he's in the Hall of Fame. to take a break. He just gave it to her. Oh, she's going to take a nap? We can take a nap. Oh, okay. Sure. I'll fair. be back later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> she cool. I'm sure she was cool with it. And it doesn't, it's, it's never any excuse, but, you know, as the resident minority on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It's just he. So this was eight years ago. This video was coming out, mm-hmm. and I'll just, I'll just, you know, let me know what you think. It. It's just eight years ago. He was definitely at the lowest part of his entire life. Never, never an excuse. But his son had just gone through all that crazy stuff where he cut in the accident and killed someone. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife had left him for his son's eighteen-year-old friend, and his daughter was abandoning him, and he was banging his best friend's wife. 
for a movie. And he was not in a great place. Still not. Yeah, he was he's banging a, his best friend's wife for a movie. It was Bubba the Love Sponge. Where they were like BFF. Right. Yeah. I heard about this. Yeah. And that what was his wife. What about for a movie? The sex tape movie. I don't know if he even knew it was being recorded. I don't know. Right, I believe he sued Deadspin because he did they, like, not know. They posted it. Oh, okay. Well, then Bubba Love Sponge is weird. Well, whatever. They're not friends anymore, obviously. But, I mean, there's never any excuse. Why are you but... banging your best friend's wife, bro? I think they had an agreement. Hulk Hogan, you are such a scumbag. <laughs> they had an agreement. They had a gentleman's agreement. They shook did hands. They, did they? They shook hands. Hey, you banged my wife, buddy. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I think Bubba, I think Bubba Love's one just watched. I don't know. Because his jolly's off it, I guess. Oh. Uh, All right, nice. Yeah, sure. But I know people have said things in private that they regret and didn't mean. Well, we but, all, we I all mean, know it's you. weird because he's like 65. I can't. I can't. I can't. We all know your penchant for supporting reformed racists. <laughs> the other one? Mel Gibson. Oh, right. Your free right, Mel true. Gibson That's movement. true. That's true, mm-hmm. yeah. Free, free Hulk Hogan. Well, they're just going to go to the Westchester, have a pint, wait for this all to blow over. <laughs> Hulk Hogan has done... I mean, not Hulk, excuse me. Vince McMahon has done some shitty fucking things. He's done some shitty things. Mm-hmm. Like what? Hmm? Like what? Uh, he has done a lot of cheating. He's done the whole ster- the whole steroids case back mm-hmm. in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he was acquitted for that though. You know, pushing. Steroids, Does he stuff hate like an that. entire race? He did say the N word on an episode of Raw. What? Or maybe a pay per view. What? It was a pay per view. It was a pay per view. Vince McMahon did. Yeah, yeah, it was like a. But here's the thing that WWE always does. They say, "Oh, they're just in characters. Yeah. So they can do whatever they want." Wait, what? Yeah, he said it to John Cena. And yeah. then brought yeah. uh, the. Did you say that to the white guy? Yeah. Yeah. What? Like basically the whole sketch was like uh, Vince McMahon went up to John Cena and said, "Keep it up, my nigga." And the Booker T. Whoa. Then the <laughs> then the camera panned to Booker T. And he was like, "He didn't just say that." Yeah, because Booker T. had. That. Oh, so it was a skit. It was on yeah. purpose. Yes. Oh, got it. Okay. But That's still, in bad taste. But right. still, it was a skit. Yeah. It's not his. It was kind real of play off feelings. Of, right. Uh. Well, and then he got because all these what's his name Kamala. He was had, had the interview where he was saying that. He was told back in the day that Vince McMahon doesn't like black people as much as white people. You won't get paid as much. It's a, it's a whole mess. We had this discussion a couple of days ago. Did we? <laughs> name, you know, name the, la- the, the last uh, black champion. Oh, right. That's true. We did have that. heavyweight WWE champion. Well, the WWE champion would be The Rock. That's right. the only one uh-huh. who's had uh-huh. black. Last he, decade? Was that, was that he just won a decade ago? He won in 2009. Did he really? Yeah. Wow, weird. John okay. Cena at WrestleMania. Tw- no, no, excuse me. Against... CM Punk yeah. at Royal Rumble. Wow, weird. And then he lost to John Cena like a week later. Of course um, he lost to the John Cena. <laughs> um, God, the last World Heavyweight Champion, which is like a tier, a tick below, was Mark Henry? It was Mark Henry, and then before him it was uh, Booker, Booker T. T. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. 2008 mm-hmm. now. So three dudes in like 20 years. Right. Yep. But Pedro Morales was a WWF Champion back in like the 60s, so that's your boy Ayers. Right. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie oh, yeah, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. Eddie, Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. We spoke yep. about this at work. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, man. Uh, you, uh, As far as, like, diversity, there's plenty of, you know, uh, racial diversity in the WWE, but you can't uh, say that they're headliners. No, no. Not very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Seth Rollins, his, name, his real name is Colby Lopez. I don't even know what his ethnicity is, but Lopez uh, sounds pretty... He's Armenian. Oh, that's pretty yeah, interesting. Good. Yeah. Yeah, so they got... There you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you still can't say terrible things to Hulk Hogan, even if it was eight years ago. It's terrible that someone recorded him secretly. Because I know I've said things in the past, specifically playing Call of Duty, that I regret. And if anyone was recording that, they posted it. I'm just saying. That's why I just not play Call of Duty. But it's just, it's awful. It's, it's, it's terrible. 
Yeah, WWE, they completely scrubbed him from their website, right. his persona non grata. They basically gave him the Chris Benoit treatment. <laughs> yes. It's just so weird. It's just, I, and now it's like, everything is super, I don't even know if it's the right thing to say, everything's so PC, where you'd be like, oh, can't, you know. I, 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 uh, I'm just going to say, uh, I agree with what WWE did. Absolutely. I think you should have been fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let I all... think that those views, those thoughts, they do not have, they, they do not belong on a public stage, he, he should, a public persona, uh, you should know better. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I don't care if you're being recorded or not. Like, dude, you, you work with black guys like all the time and I'm sure a lot of them sold out for you sold your freaking stupid moves and you know propelled you to the top uh, of the wrestling world where you've been he main evented Wrestlemania 1 with uh, Mr. T right yeah there you go and uh, apparently he hates him for his skin color so I'm just saying uh yup yeah he should have definitely been fired I I don't want to make you know little of of what he said did I think that uh, the WWE I know that they are a corporate uh, public entity now but even if they were not um I think that that's the the right thing to what do. if That's what right if this, uh, this is just throw us Hulk Hogan was the an um, American hero True. he was the guy who told you to take your vitamins and vegetables he was uh, a role model so um, a lot of kids uh, grew up watching Hulk Hogan they you know some may still from his recent appearances uh, still look up to the old bastard mm-hmm. and uh, yeah no sure absolutely get yeah. rid of him yeah yeah, and, and also, too, when you think about it, if you look at how WWE has been praising the late Ultimate Warrior, when during his oh, lifetime... Oh, wow! He I said, totally missed that one, yeah! He, Ultimate Warrior, during his lifetime, he said some salty shit over yeah. the years. Yeah, you know, really? Racist yeah. things. I don't know he was crazy. Things. Yeah, he was like a racist right-wing conservative. Crazy he Bible said, queers don't make the world work. Wow! That was yep. his quote. Wow! Yeah. He mm-hmm. said some, and they named an award after him. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Warrior Award. For people that are warriors, I don't know. It's oh, interesting. Yeah, so he's—I kind of even missed that. Wasn't uh, he like anti, an anti-Semite and stuff too? Yeah, he was. Yeah, so I, I, when he came back, I like wasn't—I didn't fucking care. Fuck you, dude. Um, but I guess they like time heals all wounds. I don't know. But wait, Hulk Hogan was. Well, he this was, all happened before the internet. True. So no, nobody paid attention. Well, I think to one was a YouTube obviously. video, but it was before YouTube was super YouTube. Um, yeah. But especially Hulk Hogan's current, his position was like a brand awareness or like, like a, just like a special guest for things like that. So he yeah. was an ambassador. Of yeah, he can't be an ambassador sport. when yeah. you say things like that, even though yeah. it was eight years ago. But this is the way he's gonna be. I mean, yeah, he'll maybe... always be a huge part of the history of WWF, yeah. WWE, and wrestling in general. That's character. I, I never uh, liked him as a person anyway. Like, I never liked him as a, the, the the politics and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and holding Bret Hart back and all sorts of guys. Um. This is wild though, and I, I've, 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 I have slightly moved back from my old history buffness, and I've become more of a wrestling buff guy. It's like the history of that, and listening to all those podcasts and all those stories. I try to absorb as much information as possible with the network and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's crazy. Everyone, they're all, they're all crazy. Yeah, they're um, all crazy. From from the reports, he also said some unflattering things about The Rock. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Oh. Hang him up by his thumbs. Yes, he he called the Rock some pretty terrible names. Not smart, Mister. Did Logan. you did you see those reports, Victor? No, I didn't. I didn't see what he said about the Rock. Yeah, and I, I I forget what specifically he said, but he basically called him like you know like a Chuck and Jiving monkey boy kind of situation. Like he's so jealous. What are you? He's a super jealous. He he because he's mad when he tried to go to Hollywood and failed miserably. It blew up in his face, and then he went to WCW, and it was. Just, 
ugly. Where he came, it was, it was, it's all ugly. It's all really ugly. I hope he gets the help he needs. Yeah. Well, fuck Hulkamania. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm glad his ass is fired. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring on Seth Rollins. Yeah. And we'll champion forever, even though yeah. we just lost to fucking John Cena last night. Yeah, better roll. Are you kidding me? I might be taking a small yeah. break from, oh, from WWE. Oh my God. Yeah, that Did was... he lose the title? No. No. Oh, it was okay. for the U.S. It, yeah, it was for the U.S. Championship. Now the the WWE always does it. They do their fifty fifty booking where one guy loses, then he wins at the pay per view. No one looks better for it. So it's for the United States title. Not only did he beat him, he made him tap out. And it was after he broke his fucking nose. Yeah, Seth Rollins broke John Cena's nose with his knee by accident, like of course. Legit, yeah, legitimately. Like I'm props for finishing the match, but oh my god, you can tell they kind of rushed rushed it. But oh my god, I I just can't. I can't. Yeah, I was like, this is how you book your World Heavyweight Champion? Yeah. And the main event of SummerSlam is going to be Brock Lesnar and Undertaker. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people remember, but their match at WrestleMania 30, even though Undertaker got a little loopy, concussed, concussed yeah. to be exact, uh, wasn't a good match. Mm. And he's 50, and I'm not really looking forward to it. And Wait, I know who's, who's he fighting at WrestleMania? Brock Lesnar oh, at uh, SummerSlam. That's and I know Carl awful. Bird is very upset with me when I saw him this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't. I, again, I stopped watching at the end of the Attitude Era when he was still American Badass, I think. So I mm-hmm. missed a lot of his good runs where he turned evil. And I had a lot of his good matches with like Shawn Michaels. And I tried to go back and watch them, but just just heads up, go watch, go watch some promos from the Attitude Era and wrestling matches with the Undertaker or his early WrestleMania matches. Mm-hmm. They're not very good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't age well, is a good way to put it. So, yeah. Sorry, Undy. The Undertaker's timeless, but it might be time for him to <laughs> to, to go into that uh, like big grave in the mm. sky. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's our wrestling minute for the day. But we'll, I'll still watch SummerSlam. I can't, I can't quit them. Listen, the WWE feeds... Re- up and coming wrestlers to John Cena. It's awful. Like he's a damn paper shredder. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't even watch wrestling anymore. I've hated John Cena since the minute I laid eyes on him, and everything that I've learned since about his entire career just makes me think that I am absolutely 100% correct in everything I've ever thought about that dude, and I don't know why they keep on feeding him guys like uh, that, that NXT feller. Oh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. What's he oh. up to after he lost to Cena? Nothing. Now, Thank you. Now he right. is feuding with Cesaro, which I'm actually looking forward to. Didn't Cesaro also, he was, he was like getting played up big, had a feud with Cena, and now he's nobody? I don't know if he had a feud with him, but he definitely lost to him. Uh-huh. Uh, they had a really good match. Well, it's funny. So, so this is what happened. He he, he beat Randy Orton, who at the time was the WWE champion. Yep. He beat and him then, clean. And yeah, he cleaned him. Yeah. One, two, three. And then the next week, or the week after, he lost John Cena. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, John Cena beat Bray Wyatt WrestleMania, two out of three. And one of them was some weird shenanigans. He beat Rusev, two out of three. The one he lost was shenanigans. Uh, he beat Kevin Owens, two out of three. One was super clean, Kevin Owens in the middle of the ring. And then... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, oh, God. Yeah, I hate John Cena. It just drives me insane. I understand he's safe. I understand he's the stockholders now. He ain't no Hulk Hogan. What if something comes out in eight years with him saying terrible things? God, I hope it does. (laughs) Okay, can it just come out tomorrow? It's it it drives me insane. Like I'm having a hard time watching it. Now I was watch I was watching it with Reddit. I was watching the main event with Seth Rollins, and my comment was. I think I need to take a break, guy, because it was like they do like the live thread. Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna take a break from WWE for a little while. 
I'll see you all down the road. And I got like 20 down votes. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. That was the most I've ever gotten before. I was like, I'm not, like, and they think you're just being like that guy. I was like, oh, I hate wrestling. I hate guys. I've never watched it again. But I'm being like, seriously, like, it's just, it beats me down. And the shows just haven't been that good. It's the same shit over and over with that guy. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's the United States yeah. champion beats your WWE champion. Oh, my champion. God. They yeah. just, they need to stop it with, with him, man. It's like, yep. they, they, anybody who is interesting is gaining some momentum, is just making, you you know a name for himself on his own that's not manufactured by the wwe mm-hmm. they feed him to cena yep. or that's that that's what it seems like from everything i've read yeah that's usually the case and they just become just another face in the crowd yeah, yeah. like how, how are you supposed to make new superstars if you just have john cena crush him and mm-hmm. send them back to the middling crowd mm-hmm. like bray wyatt that dude looked interesting i actually saw some stuff on him when he was feuding with cena yeah. and i thought that was real interesting and he had like his little weird backwoods yeah. redneck posse dudes, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he lost Cena, and now he's nobody. Yep, and he yeah. lost Undertaker at WrestleMania 31, and now he is feuding with Roman Reigns, everybody else's favorite. <laughs> so awesome! Is Roman Reigns getting fed to John Cena? They're both saying face, as far as I can tell. But if they want him to be the next John Cena, it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how that all turns out. That's cool. John Cena has no personality either. Right. So that I works just, out well. I just love Seth Rollins a lot. And he's really awesome. So stop fucking it up. Yeah, and just the very thought of Cena being a 16-time champion like Ric Flair, that's deeply insulting. <laughs> Ric Flair was an NWA champion, a WCW champion, and the WWF champion. And he actually, tra- you know, that was like a legit world champion. Like, he traveled around the world to different territories and wrestled guys their top guys and he beat them and I'm pretty sure Ric Flair says if they do a, a real count he's like a 21 time world champion mm-hmm. that's true so that yeah I terrible. don't I don't want that to, I don't want John, John Cena to have that record and it's only one um, you know company and he has like three like one day reigns in there it's just stupid yeah. maybe one or two I don't know whatever yeah, yeah so you guys really got Vicky have one more thing there Oh no! Just uh, right. let's let's move on from this scene. Sure. Yeah. So, screw that guy. Yeah. But he does a lot of make a wishes, so he's a, he's a good guy. But his character is annoys the fuck out of me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the opposite of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I can't wait for that video uh, where he lets us all know that he hates cancer kids. Right. And he hated every visit he made. I'm gonna I'm going to record him and then I'm going to splice it all together right. to make it seem like he's a monster. <laughs> but can you make it seem like he's in bed with Hulk Hogan and then just <laughs> go back and forth with <laughs> some hateful? Uh, we'll wait for Hulk, but then like Hulk Hogan does like his eventual like interview. Should be because he's never not working. He's always in kayfabe. He's always in kayfabe. He's mm-hmm. in. And we talk about this a lot on the wrestling show. Is it's just like your character and you're in the wrestling. He's gonna say brother and he's gonna. It's gonna be hilarious. I can't wait for it. It's gonna. Be, I can't wait. It's, I mean, I, I don't know what, he, he has been hitting low after low for a few years now, and that reality TV show he did, that greedy bastard, mm. was the worst thing that ever happened to him. Oh, yeah, stop doing reality TV shows, everyone, not just Hulk Hogan, because that happened, and uh, all, every, like, couple that gets a reality show, I know Travis Barker did one, Nick Lachey did one, and never, yeah, it always blows up in their face. Mm-hmm. In that show, I mean, I like their house, it was a really cool house, because I'd have to watch a few episodes. But Hulk Hogan's like daughter, I, he said he sank three or four yeah. million dollars in her career. Yeah, he tried to, and then she bailed on him. Anybody who watched that show can tell. Oh, yeah, she's a hack. She's so awful. <laughs> but it's your own daughter. If right. Ari wants no, to sing one day, you're, you're going to support her all the way. I like to think that I would support her, 
but I would keep it 100. Then, then what if she ultimately, ultimately betrayed you for a white man? <laughs> listen, if she betrayed me because I kept it 100 and I'm like, Arya, <laughs> listen, listen, I'm your dad and you know I love you, but you're just not that good. Right. That's <laughs> like, you know, there's something to be said for telling the truth. Yep. And TNA... Hulk Hogan should have done that a long time ago. He should have. And he did his own thing in TNA where he was there for a little while. They... They wanted to bring. They were talking about bringing Paul Heyman, but he wanted complete control, and they refused to give it to him. So complete they, control of what? TNA. Really? Yeah. Wow. Not like ownership and everything, but just like the storyline and mm-hmm. everything. He wanted. I remember he wanted to bring in Daniel Bryan before he was super he, duper huge, but they didn't. They brought in Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, and what? look where they are now. Really? So, they yeah. just W. They brought back WCW. Oh, they always did that. They That's in, amazing. You know, if they were in WCW, they were in TNA at some point. Just wow. Everyone. They did. It was weird for a while, but TNA wow. had its moments. But oh, speaking of TNA. Oh, shit. I just, uh, I was at my parents' house, uh-huh. and they just had, you know, my parents uh, will just put whatever on the TV. I walk in, Sharknado 2 is on the TV. I've never seen a Sharknado. <laughs> Those movies are ridiculous. Yep. Kurt Angle was in that. Yeah. He was like, the wait, one, what? Yeah, he had surgeries. <laughs> I've never seen Sharknado. What's Kurt Angle doing here? Yeah, I know Victor loved him so much. So like, wait, turn that up. That's Kurt <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm going to move on to something a little more fun here. Uh, we've got a movie love questionnaire. Vic, walk us through this real quick. What you got here? Yeah, the movie love questionnaire. I found this on uh, the RogerEbert.com website, and it's just a questionnaire for all of the uh, reviewers on on the on the site. And it's just like just like basically like like uh, profile questions about their favorite movies, uh, favorite movie moments that they've had, and and so on and so forth. And I think it's a pretty cool questionnaire. That I think that we all can get into. Yeah. Yeah, first we'll definitely get that, right. and then we'll uh, move on to some audience emails, but... Um, my, my, can, can I, I ask you a question? Huh? Can I ask a question? Sure. Vic. Yeah. Do you just, like, peruse RogerEbert.com? <laughs> uh, how'd you end up on that website? It's his fan page, bro. He <laughs> <laughs> created it for him. Hey, I, hey you know, Roger, Roger Ebert, he's uh, the late, great Roger Ebert. He's my, one of my favorite film critic, and, you know, oh, you I go. peruse that site from time to time. Nice. Good reviews. Interesting. Very interesting. Right. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm good. it's good that you have someone that you can trust with the review of a movie. I usually just say, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I yeah, like what's it the Rotten Tomato score? 90%? Cool, let's go watch that. What is it? 1%? <laughs> Alright, I'm going. <laughs> See you there. But let's go on a Tuesday, so it's a little bit cheaper. I like I like to not read critic reviews. Yeah. There's that one, this one, I know this one guy on Rotten Tomatoes who just hates every movie. He like loved Jonah Hex, but hated Toy Story 3. He's what? just a super troll. I don't know. Oh, I, is it Armand White? Yeah! <laughs> fuck him! Wait, I, what is that? Like, what is that? Jonah Hex, another example of Jonah Warner Brothers Hex. fucking up a DC comic book. That's him. Hilarious. Oh my god. Alright, alright, alright. So let's let's get into the, the meat of this a little bit. Uh, first question here, we may have talked about on our introductory hey. episode. We talk, what? I think you should let Victor handle this. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll handle this. This yeah. question. Am I the host Vic? or not? Am I right. the host or not? Listen, I'm out of here. Listen, what? You're drunk with power. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see nothing yet. This is all this right. is this is Victor's baby. Right. Let him take control. Right. Take ask you, can, you can ask all. You can ask a few. Whichever one you like the most. Right. Just ask him. Interview Eris and myself. Take it away, Vic. All right. I'll well, I want to know Vic's answers. Yeah, too. Yeah, cool. They're going to be super interesting. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the first question here. Okay. Uh, well, was anyone else in your family into movies? And if so, what effect did they have on your movie-going tastes? Uh, I mean, not movie buffs or anything, but I remember, you know, as a kid, we used to have movie channels in DR, 
and my mother used to always uh, be be watching movies, and uh, I'd be uh, you know a little tyke, and I used to like all the action scenes. So she used to watch a lot of uh, know, whatever they ran, but I, I remember mostly the action stuff, westerns um, yeah. and whatnot. And uh, I remember always going, "Hey, I'm, I'm I'm real sleepy, like I'm about to fall asleep, mom, but." Wake me up when the shooting starts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I didn't really have many buffs in my movie. My dad likes westerns a lot, so we used to watch those in AMC every once in a while. And the last yeah. movie we actually saw in the theater together was The Alamo. I think yeah. that remake one. That was a good movie. Didn't do very well, but I loved it. Yeah. Um, but again, back, back then I was super history. Um, that was a really good take on The Alamo. Because um, yeah. the one with um, way back when, what, what's his name? John Wayne was not as historically accurate, but it's still good. Still mm-hmm. good. I liked it. Yeah, but yeah, he likes. A lot of the westerns, no one really buff really. Yeah, I had a lot of the my, same yeah. taste for a long time. My so. dad's always liked martial arts movies, so mm. I always used to watch some uh, Bruce Lee movies. My father mm. loves Bruce Lee so much, mm. nice. so I, I like bought him a big Bruce Lee movie collection a nice. while back, and he loves those. So I mean, but not nothing like a crazy movie buff or anything like that. But you, Vic. Yeah, never. Well, neither neither of my parents were big movie buffs. You know, my dad never really had time or the inclination to sit down and watch movies. Mm-hmm. But I remember growing up as a kid, my mom we used to watch these um, Cambodian melodramas. <laughs> Whoa, every would, alley, huh? Nice. Yeah, like she would get like she would uh, uh, rent the VHSs from the Cambodian local Cambodian stores in South <laughs> Providence, and then later on when DVD arrived in the scene, she'd rent those. And I remember like when, when on her days off, she'd just watch them. And then, like, some of them were, like, uh, Chinese films, so they were dubbed with Cambodian voiceovers. <laughs> and the voiceover looked really, really bad, the dubbing. So I thought that was kind of hilarious. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're, they're ta- her, well, her taste didn't have any impact on, you know, what I watched. But it was just something interesting I remember. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right, so uh, second question. Uh, what's the first movie you, you remember seeing, and what impression did it make on you? E.T. Scared the shit out of me, to this day. Terrifying. <laughs> I cried a lot. That's my answer. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm gonna cheat a little bit on this one, and I am World? not gonna say the first movie that I remember watching because I, I don't, I, I can't, I don't have that clear of a memory. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll, I'll say the first movie I remember watching in the movie theater. Mm. That I remember very vividly, and that was Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that was the first time I ever went to a movie theater. My cousin took me, and uh, that was the best time ever. <laughs> I fell in love with movies then and there. I think I saw Jurassic Park in the theater. I think it was the first theater movie I saw was Jurassic Park. Nice. I probably shouldn't have been there because I was a child. What'd you pick? Uh, the earliest movie I do remember seeing, I was five years old. It was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Nice. Oh, yeah, Roger Rabbit. Um, just, movie. just like live action and mm-hmm. animation. I thought it was the most genius, mind-blowing concept ever. Right, the cool world. The cool world, yeah, yeah. No, nothing like Cool World. Don't sully Roger Rabbit with Cool World. But they haven't really done that. Brad Pitt, bro. Besides Cool World, have they done that type of movie since? Can you think of anything? So for people that love Who Framed Roger Rabbit? At that time, like when that concept started. Besides Space Jam 2, of course. Like I wouldn't call it popular, but... Um, they, uh, th- there were several movies like that, around, kind of clustered around that same time. I remember uh-huh. Cool World, Who, Flame, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, mm-hmm. Space Jam, 
Uh, they had that stupid Looney Tunes one with Brendan Fraser oh, that was right. like in the yeah. mid 2000s. I remember when that came out, 2000s. I was like, where's Space Jam yeah. 2? Which, don't worry, listeners, we know we've heard the rumors. We'll get to that eventually. I don't Maybe know next how week. I feel about that. <laughs> um, but there was also that one um, with the rooster. There was like a rooster that pretended to be uh, like an Elvis rooster. Mm-hmm. And that movie was awesome. I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> that movie was really good, but that had that same concept. Mm hmm. Hey, wait, Vic, did you do your Green Lantern homework? Not yet. I'm working right. on it. Sorry, we gave you two weeks. Wow. <laughs> He's too busy perusing RogerDeber.com. You have failed us. <laughs> what, what have we got next? Uh, next question. Um, what's the first movie that made you think, hey, some people made this. It didn't just exist. There's a human personality behind it. Oh, boy. Victor, yeah, uh, you answer first. <laughs> uh... First movie, I would have to say Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that in 2003 in a journalism class, and I was just amazed, especially the fact that Orson Welles, he was like 25 when he made that movie. Really? Damn. Yeah. It was like, I was like, wow, you, you could tell that was like some real genius there. Yeah. But, but that movie, it was definitely um, like, like kind of like a, an example of hubris, maybe, because if you look at Orson Welles' career, his career slowly declined <laughs> from there because he, he peaked too early in his life. But, yeah. But that was the first movie that really Still a good peak, yeah. It's a good peak. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know, to be honest with you. Because uh, I've never really... Hmm. Hmm. Eris? Hmm. Uh, Akira or Seven Samurai, probably. Yeah. I, I took a real interest on I think Akira was the first one where I'm like, that movie blew my friggin' mind, and yeah. I just kind of looked like, what the hell? Like, Katsuhiro Otomo. And, you know, just looked up, like, who were the people that originally made that and the manga and stuff like that. And that that's that remains, like, probably my favorite anime to this day. Yeah, I think maybe it was uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 2. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. That's that's going. Uh... Take a second. That Rooster movie is called Rock-A-Doodle. Rock-a-doodle. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. Look at that sweet Elvis hairdo oh, that Rooster has. Wow. Yeah. There was live action in that? Yeah, there was some live action. Like, he was on a farm, mm-hmm. and every time he sang this when the sun would come up, mm-hmm. but they took away his ability to sing. Oh, okay. So the world is going to be plunged into darkness. That's fair. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> That's a good movie. What was a movie that someone... Oh, my God. I don't know. Jurassic World? <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to that. What we got next? Sure. Uh... What's the first movie you ever walked out of? I've never walked out of a movie, and I've only fallen asleep during one movie. Okay. Um, if I'm paying, and this is not even just for movies, this is for any ticket, anything ever. Mm-hmm. If I pay to see a sport or a concert, and I, my team is losing by a thousand, I'm staying to the end of that game because I paid X amount of dollars for those seats. I'm staying. Mm-hmm. That's for the Paw Sox too. I don't care about traffic. I'll sit in traffic all day. I'll just take the train. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll never walk out of anything if I pay my good money for it. Um, but the only movie I've fallen asleep during was some weird horror movie with Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. where there was like little monsters and the and guy something was in it. <laughs> I gotta find it. I gotta find it. I I can't believe I fell asleep. Like I was like so mad at myself for falling asleep during that movie. Mm-hmm. What have you guys walked out of? Harris, I've never walked out of a movie. The movie that I did come very close to walking out of uh, was that uh, Three Musketeers movie, Uh, maybe early 2000s, where um, 
What's the name of that kid that played Robin in Batman and Robin and oh, Batman? Chris O'Donnell. Chris, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, he was in it. That movie was awful, and I remember they uh, they marketed that movie as like a this like revolutionary martial arts film, mm-hmm. and it turned out just to be a complete pile of garbage. And I went to see it, and I was so excited about it. And man, what a like! I was so close to walking out on that movie. I was so damn close. Mm-hmm. I should, I should never have stayed till the end. I regret it to this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't, uh, This movie, I have to see this movie that you're gonna mention because I, I need to see it. Uh, the first and only movie I walked out of in the theater was in 2003. It was the uh, live action adaptation of Peter Pan. Hmm. And that, that movie, which no one remembers, I remember watching it. I walked out after a half hour because that movie was way too saccharine for me. I felt like I was, was going to catch diabetes. Wow. And, Paris, what does saccharine mean? <laughs> like really sweet, sugary, really oh, childish. Cool. There's I, a new one coming out, Pan, which I'm interested in with uh, Wolverine. Yeah. And, um, and I, I was hoping that this, that this movie would live up to Steven Spielberg's hook. And the classic yeah, Disney animated Hook. film. Hook Wait, was amazing. this the one with Robin Williams in it? No, that was Hook. No. Oh, okay. This is I know which one you're talking about. I remember the trailers and stuff. Because Johnny Depp was in a movie similar, but it was about the author that wrote yeah, Peter Pan. Finding Neverland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So. Half hour in. Whew. So it's a little too sweet. But the new pan I think the new pan with Hugh Jackman is supposed to be a little, you know, on the darker side. Yep. Um but again, that's like the big thing these days. But that's interesting. Hmm. I love Peter Pan. I always Yeah, I love the old 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 Peter Pan, the like the play. When it was in a movie, I can't remember the woman. That, according to my si- siblings, I just rewound that movie all the time and watched it over and over again. It's a classic. So I apologize. I got confused about that movie that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it wasn't Chris O'Donnell. He's been in a Three Musketeers movie. That was 1993. Oh, okay. Not That's not the movie I was talking about. The, the guy about. from Punisher yeah. was in it. I was talking about The Musketeer. From oh, yeah. 2001, was that was, movie was, was the guy from Harold? Was the guy that played Punisher in that one? Um, was that another I new one? No, Tim Roth is in it though. Was there? It, they did another Musketeers movie, didn't they? Recently, yeah, they did. Okay, he was in that. Yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that one was he also wrong. Lo- looked terrible. It was yeah. by the director of um, Resident Evil. That guy sucks. Yeah. So I fell asleep during "Don't Be Afraid of the Dark," starring mm-hmm. Katie Holmes, and presented by, which is always bullshit, Guillermo del Toro. So you think it's gonna be pretty good, but I just. And I don't really do horror movies very well because they scare me, and I don't like paying money to get scared. That shit did nothing for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just passed out, which I never do. Yeah, musketeer. Ugh. Knock that off the list. Uh, next question: uh, What's the funniest film you've ever seen? The the, the loudest, the, the, the most I've ever laughed during a movie point. I don't want to say all the way through the movie. The most time I ever laughed when I almost like fell off my chair. I may have actually fallen off, and this is when I had. You know, lighter sensibilities as a young man was Borat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Borat was hilarious. And when he has that naked fight with his guy, and they break into like a conference or some yeah. shit, I was dying. Like I remember like not being able to breathe. Mm. It was amazing for a movie all the way through that I just remember, and I laugh. I'm, I'm, if if you, need, if you need a focus group for a comedy, don't put me in it because I laugh like at everything. Mm. Uh, but Soup Bad all the way through, classic. Yeah. Yeah, super bad so much. Uh, man, it would be a race between two movies. Uh, it would either be Black Dynamite, mm-hmm. uh, which I mentioned that I can go back to over and over because that movie's funny every time, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't like going back to comedies. Or Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like mm-hmm. that's just a classic, man. Yeah. yeah. 
that that you can quote all day to this day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, that, that's a classic. Just like your bed. No. <laughs> uh, for me, it's got to be Coming to America. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easily, e- easily Eddie Murphy's best film, mm-hmm. and that's a film that I can watch over and over, and it's still hilarious, and it's yeah. so quotable. Yep, all day. Yeah. Uh, next question: uh, What's the saddest film you've ever seen? Uh, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yep. Mm-hmm. I never show emotion. That movie sprung a leak, <laughs> which, I've, which I've never, ever, that's never happened, um, although Horns was pretty emotional at some points too, but, which which this one had Emma Watson, the person being a wallflower, I couldn't believe it, I was, the, the, the whole thing at the end, it's like, like punches you in the face, mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna be tearing up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Old boy. I've never, I've never cried during a movie, never. Not even Old Boy, but man, Old Boy was messed up. That's probably the saddest, most terrible ending to a movie I've ever seen. The original mm-hmm. Old Boy, no, not that remake that uh, what's his face made. Oh, Spike Lee. Spike Lee, yeah, not that. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, Old Boy is a great film. I love that movie. You would. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I really liked Old Boy, but yeah. man, that movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the most effed up twists ever. But um, for me, the saddest film I've seen is a is a one that strikes me on a personal level. It's called The Killing Fields. This came out in 1984, and it's a film about um, this journalist, this Cambodian journalist, Dith Pran, who was um, who was imprisoned in a, one of the communist Khmer Rouge labor camps mm-hmm. for four years before he escaped to Thailand. And that movie strikes a, strikes a personal chord because my mom actually was a survivor of those Khmer Rouge oh, wow. labor mm-hmm. camps. Mm-hmm. So she uh, for four years she was you know. Uh, under harsh conditions, tortured. A lot of lots, mem- many members of her family were killed. Mm-hmm. She, oh, wow. yep, she escaped to Thailand and then she immigrated here to the U.S. in 1980 as a refugee. Damn. And yeah, and watching that movie, man, it just really, really strikes a yeah. chord. And um, respect, Ms. Moyo. Respect. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I, I did not know that. That's uh, that's incredible. Now, yep. would she? Has she ever watched the movie, or is that something that she said she wouldn't want to watch, or? Uh, she's watched it once, um, but uh, she 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 watches more like news reports and documentaries mm-hmm. about it. Yep, I oh, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and it's, it's a movie like that. It's one of the reasons why, when it comes to like stories about genocide, mm-hmm. I kind of tend to you know learn more, try to gravitate toward learning more about the history of them, like Schindler's yep. List and and all those. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah I never. I mean, I've heard of of that period, but you never really get the full story or it's not it's not really out there I guess yeah. uh, it's kind of similar to the the I know there's a big uh, controversy with the Armenian in Turkey genocide uh, I think it was the Ar- yeah the, yeah the Turk yeah Turkey and Armenia mm-hmm. um, a lot of stuff there because people don't reference it as a genocide but then others do it's all it's, it's a mess but yeah that's that's, that's crazy oh, yeah. but I'll have to I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna watch, listen back to the show I'm gonna make a list of these movies because I want to cry mm-hmm. and I want to feel emotional oh yeah Alright, next question. Uh, what's the scariest film you've ever seen? Friday the 13th. Jason's scary as hell, man. <laughs> that dude, dude gave me nightmares yeah. as a kid. Yeah, uh, maybe the original Scream. Because like, you're, you're a kid. You gotta remember, what? Like, I was a kid. It was 99. I was like 10. <laughs> <laughs> like Jason, by that point, you know, he became like a character of himself. I never really watched it until yeah, a certain point. Yeah. 
But scream because I like I like didn't even want to go into the room. It was so terrifying. I, I, I thought the ghost face was in my closet, bro. <laughs> I thought he was in my closet. I don't know how he got there, but he was there. The only way I could hide is if I put my head under the covers. Terrifying. But you, you gotta put it into context of how old you were when that happened. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Jason definitely for me as a kid. Like now I I could watch those movies and be like, bah, <laughs> but as a kid that terrified the hell out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. 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 I never watched it during the time when it was popular or any of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to probably check out my closet before I go to bed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. No problem. I don't really... Exorcism movies are, te- are terrifying for me, too. Just even up to this day, because that's like... I just... Like the Ouija movie, Ouija board movie, I, I, don't, I don't... I won't see it. Like, I don't mess with that stuff. Homie, don't play that. Homie, <laughs> don't play like that. horror movies, because I find them dumb most of the time. Yeah, but... I saw that the, the, it was The Exorcism of Emily Rose, Emily Rose or whatever was yeah. that. Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, I thought that was. I think I watched that and that was pretty decent. It was a. What was the one where it was the 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 house here in New England, and oh, those uh, like con artists. Yeah, like Amityville horror. No, that's in Connecticut. But there was another the, one. It's the same. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that that was interesting. Uh, I watched that and I didn't. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, there's, a, there's like sequels for it now that are coming out. Yeah, there's there, there's one or two sequels. Yeah, and I saw the 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 first one. I forget who's even in that, but that that was actually a pretty good movie. Ah, uh, I know it was the. Ah, I know I know the actor. I'm looking at him in the face, but I can't think of it. There's a movie. There's a there's a third one. Ryan out. Reynolds is in the Amityville horror. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. not the one I'm talking. No, about. no, no. Um, there's, just, a, there's a third one coming out. We'll, 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 we'll get to it. Yeah, that was good though. Yeah. Uh, shifting gears. Uh, what's the most romantic film you've ever seen? Hmm. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a romance. <laughs> true buddies. <laughs> yeah, true. That was buddies. really romantic. Nah, uh, man. The Notebook or uh, Titanic. Those are both good. I enjoyed those. Yeah, Titanic. Notebook's good. Kind of sexy. Dies at the end. Freaking Leo DiCaprio. He always dies. He dies in every movie, pretty much. Yeah, Notebook was good. I feel like that's kind of cliche, I guess. Yeah. But I enjoyed watching that with my wife. That I read fun. the Notebook in a day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I uh, read some Sports Illustrated. All right. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I still have not seen the Notebook. It was, I mean, Rachel McAdams is a hottie hot hot. I love her. Um, I, Ryan Gosling's also a hottie hot hot. He's a cool dude. No robots, though. Uh, <laughs> James Marsters is actually in it. And James Marsters has this, he has a, Leonardo DiCaprio always dies in movies. James Marsters is always the other guy in the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. James Marsters, best known for No, not for James Marsters. The... I'm sorry. No, not him. Who played, who played Cyclops? James Marsden. James Marsden. Marsden. I did it again. Fuck! <laughs> well, he plays the other man in Superman Returns. He plays Cyclops, the other man, which is bullshit. Fucking Wolverine, hands off, <laughs> bitch. Um, in Notebook, that's kind of his M.O. It is, yeah. He's a, he's a sappy, romantic movie guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love Cyclops so much, so yeah. fuck. God damn it. Wow. So that's why I hate Superman Returns. sucks. That's is the worst. In the movie, they make him terrible in the movies. He's, he's not the worst in comics and other adaptations. But the reason I hate Superman Returns is because he left X-Men 3 to do that. And then we all know what happened there. Yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, most romantic film, um, I would say uh, probably my favorite one is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, hmm. which is a film I love. And what, I li- what, what I really like about that is uh, I'm struck by its theme of 
honesty in mm -hmm. relationships. It's about, you know, taking the bitter with the sweet, accepting a person's, you know, flaws or idiosyncrasies to accept the complete version of somebody instead of the ideal. You know, unless they're an abusive douche, in which case, stay the fuck away from them. <laughs> but, um, but, I, but I really like, I really like that because, you know, it's about, you know, even if you're in a relationship which is kind of like less than ideal or something that you kind of, you know, you lose passion or whatever in, it's better to, you know, remember the good times and kind of learn from that experience and grow than try to, you know, bury it and forget about it. Now, is that movie also sad? It's more melancholy, okay. I'd say, in a way. Nice. But it's a but it's 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 a it's a outstanding film and cool. it's great writing and I really recommend it. Cool. Yeah. So there it is. Let's see. Moving on. Um, here's a good one. Is there a movie that you think is great or powerful or perfect, but that you never especially want to see again, and why? Old boy. Because that movie's fucked up. It sure is, baby. And I've seen, I, it, I've seen it three times. Oh, my God. I've seen Old Boy one time, and I, I refuse to watch that movie ever again. As um, much as I love Kung Pao Into the Fist, I would be okay if I never saw it again. <laughs> Although I did hear they might be doing a sequel, so what's Ew, up? Gross. Can't huh. wait. Um, I, don't, I never see movies more than once, unless you know I like trip and fall um, and fall into a movie theater. Uh, back in the day when I was younger, HBO, I watched so many movies on HBO. Like, I wouldn't see the movie. Like, I saw Dark Knight, The Dark Knight, uh, this is The Dark Knight, in the theater once, would never see it again, but then I was on HBO, so I watched it like 5,000 times. <laughs> Just over and over again. Um, but really, a lot of, and same with books. Uh, people reread books all the time. I can never really can. Um, one and done. Unless it's Harry Potter. Two yep. and done. Same here. Yeah. I don't like to re revisit things. Not my favorite thing. Although, to do. Uh, I did see Guardians of the Galaxy twice, and I was okay with that. Mm. Yeah. yeah, for me, um, a movie a movie that was powerful, but I don't ever want to see again. There's two of them. One is uh, Grave of the Fireflies, which oh, uh, Studio Ghibli film. Yeah, I and, have not seen that yet. Yeah, that movie that movie actually pissed me off. It really, really upset me. It's a movie about this uh, these two children who whose parents were killed uh, during World War II, mm -hmm. and they have to survive on their own. And all the events that they go through, the event, it's just really, really upsetting. Especially there's one character, their aunt, who takes them in begrudgingly. And I'm sorry to say this, but she is a miserable <laughs> fucking cunt. Whoa! I fucking, I, I never hated a character so much. Oh my god, I hated that character so much, it really pissed me off. And and, and the ending, man, ugh. It, it, it broke. Watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, That's the only Studio Ghibli film I've never seen, because I've heard it's extremely sad. Yeah. And like, all their, all their movies are like super uplifting. I like going to movies to have fun and be uplifting and see yeah. shit blow up and see men shrink down yeah. to molecule size. Right. Like, when yeah. I'm searching, I'm like, what do I want to watch today? Uh, I don't really feel like being depressed. <laughs> right, so yeah. I, I keep skipping it. Right. Yeah, that movie's extremely depressing. One of the most depressing movies I've seen, and... I, and you know it's, it, it, left such an, it left such an impression on me that I, I don't ever want to see it again. Mm. And the second movie is uh, Lars von Trier's uh, Dancer in the Dark. Mm -hmm. It's starring Bjork, and who has a really great performance. But the ending was one of the most upsetting ones I've seen. Uh, <laughs> we'll man. never see that. What's the ending of that, Victor? <laughs> um, I, I won't. I won't spoil it for those who want to see it. There's but um, but but, but the ending made me cry. Okay. Yeah, uh, Vic. What's up? Had a boy. Wow. Yeah. Shed them tears. Don't Very be ashamed, dope, man. Both. Both you little sissies. <laughs> now, there's nothing wrong with that, man. I'm just not. Thanks, you want to cry together right now? Cry, bro. Want to yeah. cry together right now? Over Tom Brady? 
I thought I oh, saw I will tear. cry. I saw a tear or two drop earlier today. Yeah. That's By the way, I said I never cried during a movie. I never said I didn't <laughs> cry in Tom Brady. When reading a Yahoo Sports article. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the name of the movie was Insidious. By the way, one, uh, two, and now three. I did see the first yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, um, that was, was pretty good. good. Was I like that. But yeah. those people are frauds. Right. That's the people that say all the stories happen. Um, yeah. Like the paranormal investigator yeah. people that were brought. When we have our paranormal investigation episode, mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys all of that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Alright, uh, next up, uh, what was your first R-rated movie, and did you like it? Wow, I have no answer for this, I can't remember. Oof, uh, I do not remember either. Um, Lethal Weapon? <laughs> I remember watching it, and then my dad telling me I couldn't watch it because it was rated R, and then when he left, I just watched it. <laughs> nice. So that might actually be it. And I did like it, yes. Mm. Not as good as True Buddies, though. Mm. <laughs> uh, my first one was Robocop. Nice. Yeah, Robocop. Yep. I was five years old. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I wore that VHS tape out, son. <laughs> well, that explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I'm just saying. Five year old watching people get dismembered over and over and over and over. The guy explodes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, hey, 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 back then, my, our generation of kids, man, we were not pansies. Yeah, and all this shit's PG-13. It's whack. I watched yeah. Robocop as a kid. Yeah. It's fine. Man up. It. Man up, guys. Yeah. Uh, next question. What's the most visually beautiful movie you've ever seen? Wow. Avatar might win that for me. I thought Avatar that. visually was amazing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Huh. Fair, you know, fair, fair warning. Like Victor's got like a ten-page symposium answering all these questions. Me and Maurice are just coming off the top. Remember when they first came out with IMAX? We're freestyling right now. When they first came out with IMAX. Yeah. Man, that Everest movie. Yeah. That shit was cash. I might admit it. It was kind of like a docu series, but like just seeing IMAX for the first time, my mind was blown. Um. Scott Pilgrim versus the World is pretty awesome. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. That might actually be it. That's my choice. I choose that. <laughs> okay. That was a really awesome looking movie. Uh, I remember The Fountain was pretty amazing looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was an amazing looking film. But yeah, Avatar. I'm going to say Avatar. Okay. That was a cray looking film at the time. Yeah. Uh, for me, there's a, it's a three-way tie between um, The Tree of Life, an amazing looking film, and uh, Days of Heaven. Both, both are directed by Terrence Malick, whose, whose films are visually just resplendent. Didn't he direct The Fountain? Oh, uh, no, that was uh, Darren Aronofsky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, one film I really recommend is uh, by Stanley Kubrick. It's called Barry Lyndon. And Barry Lyndon, this, this film was a... You, you, you hear the phrase, every, every frame of painting. That's literally the case in this movie, because every single frame hmm. in that movie looks like, a, looks like a 17th, 18th century painting. Nice. And and it's actually one of the only films, if not the only film, in which um, in which they actually shot shot using a using just candlelight and no Ooh. studio lighting. Oh, what, in fact, what what Kubrick did was he actually used these super fast fifty millimeter lenses that the same ones that NASA used in the Apollo moon landings <laughs> to capture low light images in candlelight, and that yeah. was just like amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, absolutely. Them Koopas look legit. Legit. Toad, super so, toad, tree of life. Yeah, that is starring Cool World's Brad Pitt. Yes, it stars Brad Pitt. Yes, he was in Cool World. <laughs> cool World star, Black. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, I have to watch that. I keep meaning to, and that's another movie that's on my uh, backlog. Yeah, excellent film. Love it. Um, who are your favorite leading men, past and present? 
Chris Evans. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, hmm. Wow. That that was random. <laughs> Sorry. Of the I, current I, generation of actors, I'm going to have to say Leo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, Leo oh, DiCaprio. Yeah. Denzel hard, Washington, for sure. Yeah. Leo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Pratt. Who is going to be a big <laughs> leading man going right. forward? Also, if you say his name, Chris Pratt, his name is Crisp Rat. Is that weird? That's weird, right? Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. From oh, uh, uh, Han Solo. That's not an actor. Skywalker. <laughs> also uh, not an actor. Harrison Ford. Mark Harrison Hamill. Ford. Also, Mark Hamill is never a great actor. Sorry. He's a great voice actor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely up there. He's up there. Now you're just saying names. <laughs> uh, now, if we're talking about Christ? the previous generation of actors, we're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, yep. clearly. We're talking about... Eddie Furlong. Uh, uh, yeah, Eddie Furlong, clearly. Yeah, yeah. John Wayne. I love John Wayne. I really like John Wayne. Oh, um, what's his name? For recent. I don't know if he was, if he was ever a super leading actor. He was in Tron, I guess. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff really Bridges is a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, yeah. Wesley Snipes. Yeah, spit him out, Vic. Spit him out. Uh, I feel like we're uh, neglecting Clint Eastwood. True. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you don't like Tommy Lee Jones? He's fine. I just wouldn't count him amongst my Matt favorite Damon. Matt yeah, Damon. Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon. I love Matt Damon right. so much. I'm cool he can be Batman. Batman. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> Because I, I really love the Born Identity series. I am down with Matt Damon. And I read that would be perfectly fine with me. I read the Born Identity series, and when he did his shtick in the movies, I was very impressed. Listen, let's, let's just let the film guy... Go. What you got, Vic? On Solo? Spit. Cool. Spit. Uh, favorite leading men. Um, Denzel Washington, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, yeah, yeah that's call a good it. one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Yeah, he's cool. No idea who that is. I wouldn't count him as a leading man. I'll take your word for it. I can probably count on one hand the amount of movies that that guy's been the leading actor on. Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, 12 Years a Slave, he was in that. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. The, the Matthew McConaughey recently, yeah, 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 the recent, yeah, recent yeah, Matthew yeah. McConaughey for sure, yep, um, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Newman, one of my all-time favorites, mm-hmm. The Hustler, yeah. Cool Hand Luke. He has good dip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good and chips. Yep. yep, Newman's yep. own. Yep, and uh, <laughs> Sir Michael Caine. Yeah, uh, I feel like we'd be remiss to leave this uh, section without mentioning the great Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> he was also in Punisher movie. <laughs> I, must, uh, I must break you. <laughs> Those are all uh, fine choices. And uh, listeners listening, and you got answered any of these questions, send them in. We'd love to read them on air. Let's uh, post a link to the question on the Facebook. Yeah, yeah. let people take them. Yeah, we'll scan that. We'll scan yeah. that in. It's a fun little thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question. Uh, uh, who are your favorite leading ladies, past and present? Hmm. Right now, I feel like uh, Jennifer Lawrence is really running away with that mm-hmm. right now. But Princess Leia you know, Organa? <laughs> <laughs> Meryl Streep, of course. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Sandra Bullock is underrated. Yeah, I really love Miss Congeniality. She was Miss good. Congeniality was legit. Yeah, it was really good. Um, goodness gracious, I don't. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, but she's she's also she's like in every franchise now. It's like oh my god, Jennifer Lawrence. No, yeah, she's good though. Yeah, she's she's, good. she's not garbage. Like I wouldn't call Scarlett Johansson my favorite in anything. No, but I like her a lot. Like, Lucy was fine. She's really good. She's good in Avengers. Mm-hmm. I like her. 
I'm trying to think of like roles that like transcended. You know what I Gal mean? Gal Gadot. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Victor's like you know, she was she was really good in. You know, uh, what's that movie where she plays the mentally ill girl? Oh, Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings. She was uh, yeah. really good in she was that. Winter's Bone. Uh, you know who we didn't mention? Oh. Christian Bale in The Leading Men. Oh, that's yeah. right. We really should have mentioned Christian Bale. I feel yeah. like we missed out on that. Jeremy Renner is really good, too. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't know if I'd categorize him as a leading man. Cameron Diaz had a good run there for a while. It, Cameron Diaz. Bill. She had a good run. Nope. She Mask. Mask. No, I disagree. Charlie's Angels. Yeah, Jennifer. Two, she was uh, Jennifer Lawrence was also really good in that movie where she she was in uh, Christian Bale and Jeremy Renner, oh, uh, the con artist. American Hustle. Yeah, really good movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah was I'm right. gonna give it to Jennifer Lawrence for today's actress. American Hustle. Meryl Streep for uh, years gone. American Hustle was okay. Mm-hmm. I did not love it as much as other people did. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye. We'll stick by Cameron Diaz because the mask was really good, and so was Charlie's Angels one and two full throttle. Wow. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle, yeah, good. man. She has an Oscar. You know what? No, Oscar's Catwoman. Nope. Nope. Everyone's got one of those in the <laughs> closet. <laughs> Sling, Sling Blade, though, legit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Wait, she, which, was that the one she did with Billy Bob? Sling no, Blade? Like oh, no, Monster's, Monster's Ball. Monster's Ball. Yeah, yeah. That um, was awesome. That was really good. That's, also, that's the movie I'm referring to. She was yeah. also a Bond girl in the worst Bond movie ever. Uh, Day. Die Another, Die Another Day. Day. Yeah, fucking Invisible Jet. Hmm. I, like, I like, actually hmm. like that movie. God. What? Get out of here! <laughs> I thought Die Another Day was just fine. Yeah. <laughs> the Jet was Invisible. That was the one that made them make Casino Royale. Casino hmm. Royale was legit. Yeah, Absolutely. that's why they like, so, well, hey, whatever. I, mean, I really love James Bond a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Evergreen. I'm a fan. Mm, Evergreen. Oh, yeah. yeah! That's a good choice What's right up? there. She needs Ooh. to star in more movies. Yes. Yeah. Check her out on that uh, Showtime series she's in. Oh, oh. Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. And she Fantastic. Was, and she was in. Uh, watch that. And she was like the main character really in, the, in the new 300 too. She Penny Dreadful super creepy. She's like a wolf. Eva Green is just good in anything. Yeah. She's so creepy yeah. and but, just you 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 get mesmerized by yeah. her when she's but on screen. It's crazy. The new 300, which did really well, you really don't see rarely see a lead woman actress in a crazy action, bloody, gory. Yeah, she she was, played a warrior she was queen who was yeah. legit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was badass in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, nice work, Evan. So uh, we're gonna get the last question here. Yeah. Dick, oh, make it a good one. Oh yeah, I gotta give my answers too. Oh, of course. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I thought you were spitting, spitting hot fire. How could we forget the resident feminist? Right. <laughs> of course. That's crazy. Of course. He's just... uh, favorite uh, favorite leading ladies. Uh, there's six Linda of Carter. them. Linda Carter. Who? Linda Carter. <laughs> yeah, Linda Carter's cool. But, uh, <laughs> uh, my favorite ones are Julianne Moore. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kate Blanchett. Sure. Mm-hmm. Marion Cotillard. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I like her. Meryl yeah. Streep. Of course. Right. Kate Winslet. Yeah. And of course, my bae, Taraji P. Henson. She can take my cookies anytime she wants. <laughs> know this. Listen, cookie, I know you baked. Cookie, cookie is shit. I love cookie. Yeah. But I would not call Taraji P. Henson a leading lady. Hey, she's a leading lady. She's a leading lady in my world. <laughs> right. Of his heart. She's Victor's leading lady. <laughs> um Victor, Jill Scott. You forgot to mention Jill Scott as your favorite leading lady. <laughs> from, from all those awesome like know, Perry movies she was in. Yeah, those and... Uh... No. <laughs> Although, I, I, she was in this really cool show, uh, The Number One Ladies Detective Agency. That was cool. Oh, I've heard about that. Well, how about uh, Megan Fox from Transformers 1 and 2? Right. Yeah. Next question. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Last uh, question, Vic. Make it a good one. Uh, last question. Okay. Um, let's see... Oh, here's a good one. What aspect of modern theatrical moviegoing... Okay. What aspect of modern theatrical moviegoing do you like the least? I feel like there is going to be a... De- 
a way too many superhero movies, which I saw your Facebook post about that recently. Um, way too many. It's gonna be way too many. I, ca I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And I love superheroes as, as much as anyone in the universe, but there's gonna be too many. Nope, I have no issue with that. It's gonna be like 50 in like the next two years. My least favorite is that it, it it's literally a mortgage payment for you to take your family to the freaking movies. <laughs> yeah, and they uh, get me every time. I love popcorn so much. 3D. 3D also. Those, oh, are, those are my two things. I hate 3D. Movie theater prices in 3D and the fact that they, like a lot of movies, they have... Uh, like, you know, half the showtimes are regular and then they have like double the amount in 3D yeah. because yeah. they know they're going to make that money off I that. I can't wait mm -hmm. for people I hate in it. Europe and Asia to stop going to see 3D movies because they're god-awful. Yep. And I hate their guts. No, it doesn't add anything to the movies like 99% nope. of the Just time. Just gives me a headache. It darkens the screen. It, it's not my favorite thing. Yeah, for me, it's uh, definitely the, the whole 3D aspect. Like, a lot of movies don't even need 3D. Yep, right. And, but my least favorite experience is seeing those goddamn smartphones in the dark when I'm watching the screen. <laughs> I'm, t I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you're one of those stupid, silly-ass motherfuckers in a motherfucking theater, pulling out your cell phone with that bright-ass LED screen, shining in my goddamn peripheral vision while I'm trying to watch the fucking movie, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you a thousand times. Holy I mean, listen. I'm sorry, Vic. That was an important call. <laughs> listen, your life, your life is not that important. Those emails, those phone calls are not that important. You spent all that money. What, is your, is your, attention, is your attention span so short? Watch the fucking big screen in front of you instead of concentrating on the small, tiny screen in your hand. God damn it. Turn the fucking phones off when we're in the fucking theater. Please. And get these motherfucker snakes off this motherfucking plane. <laughs> Listen, if I, if I don't respond to my Tinderella within 30 seconds, she's gonna think I'm ignoring her. So I'm sorry, I gotta do it. That's all I got. I got them. I got them. That's really like, it's not like Victor Ransom. That was a thing. It is show. a thing. One every week. <laughs> so that was our uh, Samuel Jackson minute. <laughs> I, I agree with everything you said. I that drives me insane. Um, and actually, the ones that they show at showcase now, like they're like, "Don't do this. You're a jerk." And that guy makes that really funny face. They've been showing that for years. I still laugh. I just really like that a lot. Really like that. Now, one. can I just add one more question? Here? Sure. I, I just thought that this is probably the most interesting question out of the entire questionnaire. Okay. okay. And I thought this was going to be the last one Victor had asked, but he right. didn't. Have you ever damaged a friendship or thought twice about a relationship because you disagreed about whether a movie was good or bad? No, actually I have not. Although I will say this. Um, I have. No, I, I will say this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't end a friendship or you know, a relationship over someone's movie tastes, but there are times where a friend will mention a movie and, and I will just look at them like, are you fucking serious, bro? Like Kung Pao Under the Fist with Maurice. Yeah, that's a good fucking movie, bro. Yeah, or... Uh, <laughs> you know, so there was a time mm -hmm. when the magic of Hollywood brought us all the joy, mm -hmm. the tenderness, mm -hmm. the absolute overflowing emotion yep. mm -hmm. that was Transformers. And then it tore you Michael song. Bay's Transformers. Yeah, we've, we've, we've been around this block. Everyone loved Transformers. Everyone, there was not a single per oh, wait, Vic the hated Transformers. <laughs> the original Transformers, Michael Bay's the first one, Transformers 1 hated it. 
I really had to rethink my friendship to one Victor Amoyo. It it nearly ended it. It nearly ended us. Are you serious, Harris? It was it was a rough, rocky time in our relationship. All of my other boys, all of our other mutual acquaintances. But here's the thing. I went out with you guys this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was like hanging out with seven heiresses and Victor. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see I can see where this occurred, where this schism happened. Listen, the cinematic classic that was Transformers. It was good. It was robots. I was like, you oh, know, shit, that's Optimus Prime. Victor, Victor hates Michael Bay. Except for the island. Like, that's the most random what? thing. What about The Rock? I, I don't like The Island. Blah. What about The Rock? Nicolas Cage. Sean Connery. Oh, The yeah. Rock? You know, yeah. Con Air star, Nicolas Cage. Right. The Rock Face-offs, was... Nicolas Cage. Oh, Rock. The Rock was actually... Superman Lives. The Rock was all right. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, I love The Rock. Rock's the best. The Rock was all right. That's a good movie. But I... Uh, fun, funny story. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> what? Like, Shit! Yeah, never go seen go see it! Fuck! I have to, yeah. I know. Yeah, I've, uh, I've had it recommended several times. Yeah, yeah. I remember Aris. I remember like the the day the day Transformers came out. Aris called me. He said that uh, he said that it was one of the greatest movies he'd ever seen in his you life. You should have seen my face. It was like a chi- childlike wonder remember, at the movie theater. Yeah. I'm just sitting here like, oh my god, you know, Michael Bay. <laughs> thank you. No, and then Victor shit all over my enthusiasm. I. I didn't. I didn't come. I didn't go into that movie Just trying to hate it. Went mm-hmm. to the back and took a dump in the rose garden. This, <laughs> <laughs> this this guy right. Think about that analogy. He just pooped on something beautiful. This uh, Aris and a couple of his boys. They threatened to jump me because I didn't. Dis- I, I hated Transformers. In fact, I remember Aris sent me a text message. He said that he said that you know he said that Victor, I'm sorry for your overly critical taste in movies, but I just want you to know that you sound like one of those critic assholes. And then he then he goes on to say, get your head out of your ass and enjoy the film for what it is. P.S. You smell. <laughs> I remember that text I was message say, very you really. You remember that text vividly. I do. Sheesh. Like I said, it was a rocky time. That was like a Dear John letter. That was a Dear John letter right there. You're lucky you ever heard from him again. Yeah, I didn't know you felt that strongly, Aris. Over Michael Bay. Look, was, I'm, I'm sorry you felt that way. Over Michael Bay, over Optimus Prime, and the rest of the Autobots. I just remember singing the song at work <clears> with <throat> my coworkers over and over again until the movie came out. Right. I was happy seeing Transformers. I wasn't going in and be like, man, I really hope Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox there make was out. good action. There was Megan Fox. That's, that's okay. She's not the best actress, but whatever. She, she, she looked fine. Uh... Starscream was a hater. That's all I like. I, Starscream came on and he was a hater. I'm like, yup, done. Good job, Michael Bay. We will go see Transformers 6 when it comes out together. And right. we'll bury this hatchet. Right, right yeah. after we go see Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let's move on to some emails, okay. shall we? Well, I'm glad you guys made it through that rocky time in your relationship and are now here. I don't know if we ever really recovered. But I can tell. We're here today. You're, I'm, you, guys, you guys are staring daggers. I can see it. Oh, goodness. All right. On to the emails. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First one. Subject line. Weekend shenanigans by a friend of the show, Carl Bird. Oh, hey, Carl Bird. What's up? What's going on, fellas? First of all, it was great hanging out with you guys Friday night at the 48, 48-hour film festival and afterwards. The film was funny and enjoying, and I enjoyed watching Victor Amoyo's portrayal of Victor Amoyo. That's <laughs> <as> rather comical. <laughs> The fact of a grown man casually wearing a pink flower necklace that looks like something that should have been on a life-size Barbie is comedy within itself. 
True. <laughs> Eris's that, was, performance, that was a genius touch. Right? That was a great, that was great, Vic. Eris' performance was literally himself with the volume up to 10. Made me think of a typical wrestling promo, especially with him wearing a Rey Mysterio mask, talking like the Macho Man in Spanish. <laughs> Highly original, buddy. Maurice's character was very similar to Eris' character, himself with the volume turned all the way up, with an outfit that looks like a Richard, Women, Rem, Richard Simmons, Bob Spark plug, plug Holly Fusion. Overall, great job, guys. Looking forward to more. Thanks, Goldberg. On to another issue at hand with the controversy going on with Terry, Hulk Hogan. How do you say his last name again? Balea. Balea. Dumb. Should have changed it. Uh, it's a damn shame that someone as influential as he has ruined his legacy. After reading the transcript of what he said, can't really defend his actions. Wrong is wrong. It's as simple as that. I do hope that he finds some type of way out of this and he can move forward with his life and somehow, some way, redeem himself. He has received a lot of support, even from a few black wrestlers like Shad uh, Gaspard and Virgil, who claim that he's not a racist. Still unfortunate regardless. Till next time, Carl. Well, when the aliens invade and he has to body slam one of them onto the on the USS Arizona, that's when he will redeem himself. <laughs> but thanks for coming out, Carl. Hogan has enough of a wrestling ability to do that. <laughs> uh, he'll find it somewhere in deep inside. Uh, but thanks for coming out, Carl. I'm glad you liked the movie. Yeah, we went over the Hulk Hogan thing in detail yeah, earlier in the show. Sure did. Yeah. Next email from uh, one John Grace. Oh. Big gay owls, big gay dives for a fun part. That's the subject line. <laughs> Dear John, your emails are too long. Please make them shorter. Dear stupid moron, I will write as much as I want, and you'll listen to it and love every second of it. Ready? Go. Johnny's Rambling Corner. Movie review edition. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers. Jurassic World. You made me see this movie. You did this. You all said it was great, and the ending was had a plot twist or something. Just I, say, I did not say that. That was a great ending. Mischaracterization <laughs> of myself. Just a few critiques on this movie. Yep, it was definitely a Jurassic Park movie. Much more of a spiritual sequel than the other two filming flaming piles of shit that they released in the wake of the first movie. Maurice likes Jurassic Park 3 because, oh my god, it's Grant. I swear I could dress a dog turn in a blue button-up shirt, khakis, and that stupid Indiana Jones style hat, and he would watch a full-length movie about it. But I digress. That is true. <laughs> so first, we have a dumb white family in their stupid house with their stupid idiot faces and new cars. Their parents are that lady from the weird cell phone commercials and the guy who played the CEO of Dunder Mifflin Paper Company on The Office. Yeah, them kids were dumb as hell they in that super movie. super dumb. But I let oh it go because it's about T-Rexes. They have two, uh, two kids, one little cross-eyed one with dino posters all over the place, and one teenage tween-age douche whose only purpose is to complain and brood. Mm -hmm. At the park, Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec is a southern, I'm not sure, his accent changed over and over throughout the film. Dude who lion tames raptors, and Bryce Dallas Howard is Howard is a, Howard is a typical, is a typical, typical CEO lady who prioritizes work above family. What a dynamic. Okay, go see the park with my ditzy assistant. What could go wrong? I thought they were just going to ride some rides. We said spoilers already, right? Yeah. I really enjoyed when that lady got eaten. It was yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Oh she, God! She probably caught it the worst. She really did. Because that was terrifying. That whale thing. I don't yeah. know if you noticed. Yeah. But it jumped all the way up yeah. and bit. She was hanging off the legs of the pterodactyl. Yeah. And it bit all the way up. Yep. And bit the pterodactyl. It didn't bite her. That means that <laughs> she went down the thing's gullet yeah. completely unbitten and alive. And, and she's getting digested. Yeah. And then her face was like. Bleh. Like up on the wall. That was terrifying. It was terrible. Poor thing. Yeah. Then you got the little dipshits in the hamster ball where they have complete control They're of the so ball. Terrible. What a good idea, Jurassic World. Just let the guests control their own ride. <laughs> Seems fair. They get attacked by the giant albino. It crushes their balls and they outrun this giant mega killer with their tiny creamy legs. <laughs> they then find the original Jurassic Park building. John Hammond is still alive inside and gives them a jeep that they use to find their way back. <laughs> they reunite with the dit's assistant. Pterodactyls escape. And murder this woman in the most awful way possible. Oh, he, he caught it too. Nice. I did not read this beforehand, so yeah, I did not see that coming. Her only crime was being unreliable. That's a pretty terrible crime. 
Uh, B.D. Howard saves Andy Dwyer like a badass, some other stuff happened, and all ended with the most ridiculous dinosaur battle of all time, where all the real dinosaurs are basically like, fuck this guy and go ham on him, push him into the water with a giant whale fiend friend lived, and he pops out and bites his head and drags him to the briny deep. Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Did a T-Rex, Raptor, and aquatic sea monster just team up to kill the mo movie's bad guy? I understand I'm watching a movie about a dinosaur park, but that's, a freak that's freaking ridiculous. I laughed so hard, I think people next to me thought I had a learning disability. <laughs> <laughs> now quick, name someone from the movie that isn't a dinosaur. I haven't seen the first one in years, but Timmy, Lex, Grant, Malcolm, etc. I can't name one guy from the new one, and I couldn't have given a shit if they all died in the end. Disclaimer, I drank heavily before seeing the movie and probably fell asleep more than once. I'm that's also incorrect. currently drunk. Love Johnny. The Kingpin was in that movie. Yeah. But I, I can know. name the kingpin. I he was the kingpin, right? I think he meant that character's name. Yeah, the kingpin. Yeah. <laughs> right. He just took a trip over to Jurassic World. Wilson Fisk. I know that, that, was his name. that uh, Crisp Rat's name was Owen. Was it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And the T-Rex's name was Rex. I hated Justin Bieber kid. Yeah. The tween. But he was in... He's, he's just Justin Bieber to me, and I, re I was hoping to the entire movie. He was in the TV show called Melissa and Joey, which is actually a pretty good show on ABC Family. Whatever. I was really hoping he would get eaten the entire movie. Don't kids. Is that terrible? Yes. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Just say, uh, as I said, say, thanks for the synopsis. Now I will not see this movie. <laughs> if, you, if you don't see it, it's, it's okay. But here's the thing. The best part of the ending is that it was a T-Rex from the original Jurassic Park. Okay. Fucking staking her claim back on her island. That was the best part, John, you big fat idiot. Who the hell told you that was the original T-Rex? Who said that? The director. That was never in the movie. The director. That T-Rex at the end was a T-Rex from the original Jurassic Park. The director said that. Yeah. That was not communicated in the movie at all. No. Terrible job, director. It had director. the scars from the raptors in the first movie. Did it really? Idiot. Oh my goodness. You're so I'm dumb, totally going to remember and notice that. Also, dumb. fun fact about Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. when they're all, it's all raining and the T-Rex comes out, mm -hmm. the first time you see the T-Rex in his paddock, you see his head, mm -hmm. okay? Yep. And the, 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 the electrical gate. Yep. And then, he just fucking steps right off <laughs> from flat ground. He just steps right over from flat ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Still with me? And then they push the Jeep over with Grant and uh, and uh, Timmy and Lex and everything, and um, it's uh, 100 feet again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> watch Jurassic Park again and rewatch that scene with that in mind. Interesting. And all of a sudden there's a goat there, but there's no hill. It's just a 50-foot drop. Huh. So ain't nobody perfect. Not even Steven Spielberg. Maybe it went to a different section of the paddock. Wait, was that the whole email? Oh, okay. Cool. That, was, that was way shorter than John's normal email. He took, guess he took that criticism to heart. <laughs> Don't listen to them, John. Oh, goodness. All right, next email from uh, Matthew Cerullo. Uh, subject line, current events. Oh, okay. Gentlemen, the light has gone out of my life. Matt. Hey. <laughs> 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 I do have to get his actual feelings on this <laughs> shenanigans. Not only his, but like all the Hulkamaniacs that super love Hulk Hogan. They don't even sell it. They, you can't even wear the people that are running it raw trying to wear Hulkamania shirts. They made them change their shirts. Uh, Matt, your childhood was a lie. <laughs> Everything you've ever loved has betrayed you. <laughs> Karma is a bitch. That's what you get for depriving your brother Maurice of the Attitude Era greatness. <laughs> That's what you get. Deal with it. Uh, Hulk Hogan... Uh, get some help. <laughs> I, uh, I don't enjoy uh, other people's misery, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, that was probably my favorite email of all time. Uh, next email from uh, from our boy Furman, episode eight. One woman sucks, Victor. Your boy Furman. <laughs> some short emails this week. <laughs> 
Not as much as you for a minute. Oh, <laughs> what's whoa. up? Yeah, that's actually that was a good Damn, one. Damn, flipping the script. <laughs> and this last email, uh, as we read anonymously, subject line sports show. <clears throat> Gentlemen, I think that it is about time you have a sports related show. While athletics may seem a minor issue compared to greater problems that exist in society, they unite us and embolden our freedom loving spirits in times of trouble. In addition, fantasy leagues are just Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. With that being said, the economic impact that sports and athletics have on society are massive. Billion-dollar industries are hard to ignore. What sickens me is that the public perception of athletes and celebrities is such a double standard. The specific situation that we're talking about is the NFLPA, is NFLPA on behalf of Tom Brady versus NFL. An employer asking for an employee's phone records is a terrible precedent to set. Would you do it? Nope. Uh, do you have any obligation to do it? The argument that, well, if you don't have anything to hide, is absolutely appalling. Does your employer have the legal right to fire or suspend you if you fail to comply with a request the government can't even make without a warrant? Perhaps, but not under faulty grounds and, in, and uh, definitely not for an unproven, according to science, minor rule violation. Equivalent and worse crimes and violations do not get the attention and consequences of which New England has to deal. The worst of all this is that every bureaucratic move made was all for the show and the NFL is making millions off the publicity. Meanwhile, our rights to our property and livelihood is under constant attack by political correctness and every liberty encroaching to tolerate... Totalitarianism. 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 Right. I, <laughs> I promise that I'll email about Superman next time. Victor's biggest fans, Jake Lloyd and Hayden Christensen. <laughs> I know we went uh, in depth on that. Yeah, we covered it. Vic, did that sway you one way or the other? Are your rights being infringed upon? I don't think so, as far <laughs> as I know. Listen, the rights of Tom Brady should concern us all. Right. If Tom Brady can go down... If he has to be forced yep. to hand over his personal property to his employer, mm -hmm. then that means that we all can. And I think that's part of the thing that the NFL is doing is they're saying, hey, Ruby Dude, Tom Brady, any of you fuckers can be next. Right. I and think I like the, that. the NFL players, instead of sitting here and being salty because Tom Brady whoops their ass every yeah. year uh, and uh, keeps them from winning uh, the Super Bowl, which is rightfully Tom Brady's property. <laughs> the Lombardi Trophy is rightfully Tom Brady's property. He just lets uh, some other people hold it from time to time because he's a nice guy like that. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 stop being salty. Think about the big picture here. If Tom Brady can go down, he is the biggest star that your sport has to offer. If they can run some shenanigans on him like that, they can do it to you. Think about your own rights, fellas. Right. They don't realize that it is a, they're in a union. And mm. one of the things I heard on the Sports Hub on the way over here was Tony Maserati, who has gone way down in my estimation, was saying that Tom Brady has never been a union guy. When they sued for the lockout... Tom Brady put his motherfucking good name on the lawsuit. His name was the first name on the lawsuit. Peyton Manning and Drew Brees. He's never so, been a union guy, though. How can you be a radio personality? Tony Maz is an idiot. That's, he's an idiot. I could, I, I, that's when I switched the station over EI, which I have not done in like five years. <laughs> so, way to fucking be, Tony Maz, you clown. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a fraud. I don't know any of these names. Good Trust email me. by Darren, though. Yes. I, I got a little tongue twisted at the end there with the... Uh, the it's big words. It's big words. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Thank you for that. Uh, that's all the emails for this week. I'm actually looking forward to a Superman email because I feel like you would put that into really good context for us. Um, but that's our show for today. We're going to put the uh, the questionnaire, some of them we didn't get to, we might be able to get to them next week. Um, throw them up on there if you guys have any uh, answers that you want to share with the show. Please, if you ever cried in a movie like I did, like a little bitch, let us know. <laughs> I'd love to hear. Um, we can read them anonymously, anonymously if you so choose. Uh, any uh, anything left? Anything? I, I I feel like we need to put some distance in the rearview mirror with Tom Brady before we can make a rational discussion about it. 
I think we're very it's, rational. It's, Perfectly it's a little rational. too. It's a, and, I'm, and, I, and the lawsuit's going to take like a million, billion years, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah, I guess. My opinion will never change. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's miserable. It's terrible. But um, follow us on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Codex Prime Podcast, uh, twitter.com slash, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Codex Prime Cast. Vic, you got anything to, uh, to plug here? Uh, yeah, you can also send in your emails, comments, questions to Codex Prime Podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Victor Omoyo, and you can also catch me on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash user slash the Omoyo. And uh, if you try to email anything disparaging Tom Brady in any way, I will find you and I will destroy you. Right. So I'm not going to read it. So don't even bother. Like Tom Brady did to that phone. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Allegedly. Nice. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> destroy as in, what did he do? Just trade it in for a new one? Right. He got, he got the iPhone. 10. Yeah, right. Because it's not even out yet. Right. Not even technology. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to say, uh, please stay tuned after the show. We're going to run a, a sweet track. From our boy AWOL, who provides us some uh, pretty dope tunes here for the podcast. And uh, he put he just put out a uh, pretty cool uh, remix of Maroon 5's uh, This Summer's Gonna Hurt Like a Motherfucker. Uh, and uh, yeah, that, that sounds really cool. I heard it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, we're gonna just uh, put it here at the end of the show. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Shout out to uh, AWOL. You can catch him uh, on Twitter at AWOL. Um, you know, for making music, show them some love. Word. a boy. And thank you, everyone. Keep liking the Facebook. We just broke 100. It's a big day. 200. On to the next one. Right. I don't really know who's going to get the signed frame photo of the three of us <laughs> because there was, uh, there was some confusion. There was some. Uh, if arguments. you gave us the 100th like and you can prove it, send yeah. us an email. Yeah. Let us know. We'll sign an autograph frame photo and send it to you. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, same time next week. Later, nerds. Yeah. Enjoy that AWOL track. Peace. Peace out.